The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. All right, South Carolina is celebrating on the field at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium following their walk-off field goal victory over ECU 20-17. to Good grief. What an ugly football game. It had a little bit of everything. It did not have a lot of offense. An anemic performance by the Pirates today offensively. Defense really did all they could but bent at the end and broke as a field goal goes through. And South Carolina comes to Greenville and escapes with a 20-17 victory. We are taking your calls on the Fixed NC Live line, 317-1250. You can also chime in on Facebook and on YouTube. A lot to talk about after this one. We'll do it when we return on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Billy Weaver, Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We're back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, games that uh, have uh, finished earlier today. It was uh, Virginia all over Illinois, 42-14. Army beat Western Kentucky, 38-35. Number 25, Auburn shut out Alabama State by final 62 to nothing. Michigan State beat Youngstown State 42-14. It was Georgia Tech over Kennesaw State 45-17. Wake Forest beat Norfolk State 41-16. And Tulsa lost to Oklahoma State 28-23. Games going on right now in the fourth quarter. It is a back-and-forth battle between Oregon and Ohio State. The Ducks have the lead at the moment, 35-28. Pittsburgh leads Tennessee 41-34 in the fourth quarter. Tulane all over Morgan State, 66-14 in the fourth. At the half is Virginia Tech, 14, Middle Tennessee, 7. Notre Dame has a 14-6 lead over Toledo. And number 13, Florida, so far cruising on South Florida, 35-13 is that score in the fourth quarter. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. as your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. See ya at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Da Buck. 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 Even in defeat. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, that was brutal. Uh, ECU loses to South Carolina 20-17. to And one of the worst offensive performances you will see from the Pirates today. We will get into it and get to your calls. Billy, you were there for much of the game. Came back. 
uh, with a few minutes left in the fourth. Uh, what's your take on today? Well, great atmosphere at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Of course, on 9-11, lots of special stuff there with video presentations, with the halftime presentation, um, you know, firefighters and, and first responders on, on scene. It was a beautiful day for football. God, I mean, after the start, you're thinking, wow, this is awesome. Because in the pregame show, if you remember, you and I had both agreed, which you had said first, you had said, you know, the Pirates need to get out to a quick lead, early lead, and kind of get South Carolina back on their heels, get the fans into it, and and I think that's key to success. Obviously, I thought the same thing. So when that very first play in Tyler Sneed, they run the little trick play, and he hits to Josiah back, Hatfield, you're yeah, thinking, okay, here we, right, it's a party, here we go. And even, you know, most of the first half until the end of the first half, um, you know, it's two games in a row where the end of the first half has been daggers for East Carolina. Billy Weaver here, Clip Brock here, Shirley Rhodes taking your calls on the Fixed NC Live line. Also, a uh, lot of chiming in going on on the Facebook Live chat. Bryant Packard tuned in and he said, I look cute today. Thanks, Bryant. Mm. I, I needed that compliment heading into <laughs> what's going to be a pretty tough uh, U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call in show after uh that performance by the pirates all right uh we got calls coming in we got drew on line one he'll be up first today on the fifth quarter drew in wilmington hey drew hey so i think holton in the first half i think he did pretty well but i gotta tell you man that second half the way that o-line held up the way that d-line penetrated it just it wasn't adequate and and i mean the team has really got to step it up i think they're going to compete in the ac they're going to make a playoff run we got to see more penetration from the D-line at least. All right. Uh, Drew with a call. Holt Naylor today, 11 of 24, 77 yards, two interceptions. Uh, I mean, two a, picks were really what gets to me. I mean, the two picks, man. You're on national television. Right. you got a team that's sacked up to win. You're going in there. You're playing an SEC opponent. And you, throw, you, you throw two picks. You throw it in, in, in a toilet like that. I mean, it's just it's tough, man. It's really it hurts. This one hurts, man. This one really deep down. It hurts. I agree. I'm uh, I'm pretty deflated myself. Uh, Drew, thanks for the call. Thanks for tuning in, man. And I think this one hurts worse than the App State game. It really does. Oh, by far. App State was the better football team today. Yeah. ECU lost to what's going to end up being a, a pretty bad, bad team. They're, they're, they're a bad SEC team. And, and you know, I, Their see, quarterback's one of the worst I've ever seen. Now, let me tell you what. Dowdy Ficklin and, and, and if, plays a part. If I'm Shane Beamer, if you have to go with him again, Zeb Nolan, which, you know, for, for South Carolina's sake, you're, you're hoping for their sake that they don't have to go with uh, Zeb Nolan again next week. They'll, they'll get uh, Doty, their starting quarterback, back. But if I'm him, I'm, I'm letting that guy throw deep every time. Because when he was throwing deep, he was pretty effective. Of course, Van, the uh, number six, their wide receiver, was exceptional. He made some big, deep plays. But he couldn't throw anything short. Um, there were a couple balls that weren't even in the same zip code as his receiver. So they've got problems at quarterback. And this was a very winnable game. That's why it really hurts. they got problems at quarterback. ECU has problems at quarterback right now. That offense today was... Uh, was Anemic. Was, yeah, terrible. Uh, 317-1250. Rich is up in Pennsylvania. Hey, Rich. Rich, are you there? Rich went to have another beer. No, Rich. Don't All mind. right, let's go to Kenny and Blunt's Creek. Hey, Kenny. Hey, guys. Uh, wish I was calling to say good stuff, but uh, unfortunately not. Uh, Billy, you know, we, 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 we want this team to win. Defense, I actually think they played pretty daggone good today. Uh, really uh, disappointed in the receivers. Receivers didn't do jack squat today. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. 
about time to start looking for a new offensive coordinator. I like Donnie Kirkpatrick, but his his offensive play calling is horrible at times. And uh, this team should have won this game, should have won it by 21. No excuses. Offense has got to get better. Holton's got to get better. Receivers have got to get open. And you put the defense out there as much as we did today and lose by three, it's just sad. Sad, sad day for the Pirates. We should have won this game easily. What do you think? No, you're right. I mean, ECU uh, today with 266 total yards and most of that coming on a play from your wide receiver, Tyler Sneed, uh, yeah. a touchdown pass. The offense was – how many times did they have an opportunity, Billy, to – to kind of put the foot on the throat there and extend the lead and you know well right at the end of the half is the biggest one of yeah. course you're up 14 nothing um time's running out in that half and i think it was a third down play uh when the interception was made for the touchdown or the pick middle six screen. what's that middle screen yeah yeah and, and i mean that's you, that's you should be protecting the ball at that point well you, you should be at least playing for a field goal and going in at 17 nothing if you're going in that game 17 nothing at halftime that is a world of difference all of a sudden that's that's at least a 10 point swing possibly a 14 point swing because either you're going to you're possibly going to get in, in a position to kick a field goal to make it 17 nothing or best case scenario obviously <clears throat> excuse me is a 21 nothing lead that would be just devastating for the gamecocks on the road I got As, one thing else to add, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, yeah, you're good. Uh, I, I've been been coming to football games here since I was a kid in 1975. And I have to say, and I don't know why or what happened, but today getting in the stadium and the concession stand oh, was yeah. the worst experience I've ever had in my life. Well, I, I got to tighten up on that. It was it was a lot of the concession. I don't know what the deal is. I'm not going to bash any of the concession people. I'm not going to do that at all, and I'm not going to bash uh, any of that. But if I remember correctly, I think they may have cut back on some of the concession areas, if I'm not mistaken. But there were a lot of long lines for concessions. I did notice that because uh, I was on the north side of the stand. So yeah, hopefully that can be corrected. But hey, man, we got a football team to worry about first to get uh, things corrected on the field, and then. You know what? Hey, we'll worry about the concessions later. Yeah, but if you don't have good service, people turn off on that too. And when I got this, uh, when I walked down at halftime, as soon as it's halftime, and I I missed the the kickoff because I'm standing there to get water. Right, is abysmal. Yeah, and it just adds on to the other crap we got to put up with. <laughs> Do I think this team can get better? Yeah. You know, but my God, man, we. It's, time to do it and quit talking about it and I, i'll leave it with that you guys have a great day and uh we'll we'll pull against marshall uh hopefully i'll be watching that in nashville tennessee on a tv somewhere uh, go pirates there you go kenny and blunts creek time to do it and quit talking about it yeah. uh, unfortunately that's all i do is talk about it yeah, yeah. three we, hours we, every day four hours on the pregame three or four hours here all we're doing <laughs> is talking and it's going to be a lot of talking and it might not be good talking yeah uh b pays up next in raleigh what's up pays what's, what's that what's happening we good seeing you yesterday i was about to say exactly the same thing man good to see you yesterday at freeboot friday hey i just have to put this out there and like anybody really cares that was my first freeboot fr- friday yesterday Ever. A lot of firsts for Billy. Yeah, because if you got you got to remember that in my business, I was always high school football Friday nights. You know, five six o'clock, I'm either on the air or going to a high school football game. Had an outstanding time at Freeboot Friday. Good to see you out there, Pace. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, very frustrating today. I mean, at some point, 
listen, you know, I, I know there's been people that call Mike Houston the savior of this program. I've seen people when he was hired, the king is now in the city and we're ready to do this. He's still got seven wins. And at the end of the day, this offense is just not good. And he's trying to make this offense something that he wants it to be. But you've got you've to use your personnel to, to be what it is. And, and I just don't. Listen, I, I'm not a person. I don't want. I don't. I'm not a person to go bash, you know, players and and things like that. But there's got to be a change at quarterback. I mean, it's not happening. I mean, it's it, you know, and I get it. The offensive line, you know, if your offensive line is what it is, but your your quarterback is super slow, and I think you know, I think our quarterback has gotten slower in the last three years. I really truly believe that he's got happy feet. You watch that game today. He's got happy feet. He's He's, he's very indecisive. It almost looks like he's playing timid back there. And, you know, he had the one long run, but he's, you know, on the one interception, uh, on the on the one uh, – it wasn't even an interception. I think what it was was they looked at a targeting call on the guy crossing the middle. He threw behind the guy. Even on the interception at the end of the, at the, end of the first half, I mean, he drilled that ball in there, like just – toss it in there to, I guess it was, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Mitchell or the other running back. Yeah, it was the Raj. You're talking about the one that turned into the interception uh, pick six? Yeah, yeah. Raj. He, he drilled, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he drilled it in there. And at some point, and like I said, you know, everybody likes Donnie Kirkpatrick. He's been part of the program. And, you know, like, but th- it's not happening. You know, I mean, the defense played well enough today for them to win this game by two touchdowns. And they kept letting them back in the ball game. They kept letting them back in the ball game. And at some point, you've got to make that change. I mean, there's seven wins. I don't care. I don't care about COVID last year. I don't care about that. You've got seven wins as a coach in three years, and two of those are against William and Mary and Gardner Webb, Old Dominion, and a terrible South Florida thing, and a UConn thing. I don't. There's no. The excuses are over. The lip service is there. You've been saying the lip service, you know, we're, we're much improved on this. Or that. You threw across the middle to Tyler Sneed two or three times that didn't come to the second half. He's your playmaker. You're tossing, you're tossing alley-oops up to C.J. Johnson. Hopefully he'll, he'll get one up. I mean, this, this is not happening. So either put Garcia in. If Garcia is not the guy that you recruited, then you better go find a quarterback. That's just it. If you don't believe in Garcia is the guy, then you better go find you a quarterback somewhere else because right now we don't have one. Well, they, well, 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 that means that you have to stick with Holt Nailers for the entire season because if, if what you're saying, if Garcia is not the guy, you're not going to get another guy in right now. This is this is it. This the quarterbacks that you got on the staff are the ones you're you have to go. You got to ride with. You ride or die with right now with those quarterbacks. And obviously, the coaching staff is not confident in Garcia to put him in. So this Holton is your quarterback. I mean, that's the deal. Holton is your quarterback. And so, because there is no, you know, this this ain't the NFL. You trade for a guy and get him in here next week and, and get another guy in there. It ain't like that. So, I mean, and that's that's tough to say, but that's reality. If Ehlers is your guy, you better do something in that offensive scheme to take advantage of what he can do. And right now, you're trying to make the kid a drop back passer. Colton Ehlers is not a drop back passer. And he looked really good when he had that long run. And and you know what? I noticed on that long run, too, that he had had – there was no hesitation there. That he looked – I think he had one, two reads really quickly. 
He pulled down the the uh, football and he ran and he looked really good. And I thought, hey, that's a good looking run right there by Holton Aylers. And I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. And this offensive line is no different than to me than what Ruffin McNeil and them had during the time we were winning those games. But the thing is that Shane Carton could get that ball out of his hands quick. And and they ran enough crossing patterns and and things like that to 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 be able to do it. And we're 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 trying to throw the ball, you know, to the sideline, alley ooping it to to CJ Johnson. Um it doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense to that. I mean, it just it just doesn't. I appreciate it, guys. It's frustrating today, but they, you know, Mike. This is all Mike Houston. At the end of the day, you are the president of ECU football. If you cannot make the adjustment to get the job done, or if you have to make an adjustment on your staff, and you don't feel like you want to do that, it's on you. If I'm a, I've been in radio for 25 years. If I didn't, I had to let people go sometimes that I did not want to let go. But if I didn't let them go, it was going to hurt the team. So I appreciate it. All right, Pace. And I look, people call in wanting to replace a coach, a coordinator, a quarterback, change the play calling, whatever it is. I understand because, again, 11 of 24, 77 yards, two interceptions, a dismal offensive performance. I don't have the answer on what could fix it. But I understand frustration uh, amongst people. Yeah, me too. Sure, let's get one more before we take a break. Jeremy in Emerald Isle, uh, you are on line one, and you're up next. Hey, guys. I had I had to call once and made a comment about Zeb Nolan and how bad he was. And as bad as he was, every statistical category today, he was better than the quarterback play of our Pirates. <laughs> that, that doesn't make that him is, good. No, that doesn't yeah, make him good. It was an awful quarterback display by both, both teams. Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. because his numbers were better than Holton's, but that doesn't make him good. I, I was there. I watched him. He's not a great quarterback. There's a reason he's a grad transfer. I mean, he's a, a graduate student. He's not their starting quarterback, um, and he did not look good to me today at all. He had some good deep passes. He had a few deep, pa- a few passes over the middle that looked good. Aside from that, he's not a good quarterback. No, absolutely. He was he was holding the clipboard early in the season. He was he was playing to be a coach. He was, he was in a film room early this season. <laughs> I mean, he was he was breaking down films. So yeah, Pirates have somebody on the sideline. Do we have somebody on the sideline? <laughs> That's a good question. Know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the question to you guys: If you have some insight, is Garcia in the doghouse? I don't think he's in the doghouse. I just don't think he's what. I don't know if it's. Not what the the coaches thought he was. If he's not really ready yet, or or what it is, I, I really don't know. I wish I could tell you that. I really do, but I can't tell you. There's no confidence in him. Oof, man, we we need to find we need to find a guy. I don't know, man. Today, wow. Yeah. Could could be the SEC team for the first time since '99. Man, today was the chance for Houston and the team to shine. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Let me yeah. tell you what: when you when you hold an SEC team, and I don't care who it is, I don't care if it's Vanderbilt, South Carolina, with the way they are. I mean, you know, you you put down any SEC team in there, and, and any of the bottom ones. When you hold an SEC team to twenty points, you're expected to win that game, especially at home, and it didn't happen. Absolutely. All right, Jeremy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. All right, there's Jeremy in Emerald Isle, 317-1250. William Tyler, Jonathan, hang on. We have an open line. We'll get to you when we return on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. A lot more to go when we return after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the fifth quarter. Billy, turn your radio down. Sorry, sorry, Billy. sorry, sorry. What are you uh, sorry, showing I'm callers what not to do? I know, I'm a rookie. Turn your radio down. Turn your Can radio you be quiet, down. please? <laughs> Thank sorry, you. Can we get a Malcolm Gray on I, Billy here? Well, uh, no, I got, I got, to my defense. Thank you. All right. That's that's awesome. In my defense, I was reading comments and wasn't listening. And and, then, yeah. I'm old, man. I'm old. Look, I even got glasses now. This is the first time I've ever had to have glasses. After 50, man, it all goes down. It's another first for you, Billy. It's another first. I don't like these first. Dang it. All right. 317 1250, the number on the fixed NC live line. We got David, Jonathan, Tyler. Let's go through another cycle of calls. And hit William in Louisiana. Hey, William. Hey, fellas. How you doing? All right. Good. Well, I mean, we started out with a quick flash touchdown big time, just like we did against App, And, of course, it got us all excited. But I feel like maybe Donnie runs out of ideas after that. Um, I feel like we're a little bit spoiled um, thinking back back, uh, when Shane Carden used to kind of run and gun and was pretty successful at it. And, uh, Holton just kind of looks uncomfortable back there. Um, I feel like when stuff doesn't pan out within the first few seconds, he, he kind of starts to freak out and panics. And I think that shovel pass, you know, past line of scrimmage, um, kind of proved that one. Uh, we usually, you know, lose by 30. I remember those games uh, quite a few years ago, I guess now, but it seems so recent. But uh, I don't know. I, I know it's the third year of the Houston Reign. Um, and the COVID year, I'm not sure. I was kind of thinking about it. Maybe the COVID year matters because we've seen a lot of upsets last week, uh, last weekend. I feel like a lot of teams, uh, if they didn't upset, played way better than I think they should have. Um, and I was trying to get your thoughts on that as well. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess what are you saying? That because these teams are more senior-laden now, everybody gets their returners back, that – the bottom maybe is better than it normally is is that what you're saying perhaps something yeah i, I think something like that um it's just, um, i think i'm a little worried about the o-line um i just i can't really understand what kind of game the offensive coordinator's doing um but you know obviously we're here for the long haul so we just hope he figures it out all right, let, let me just say something about the offensive line, too, today. Um, I, in in my naked eye, just watching and not having, uh, you know, the luxury of, of looking through tape and all that stuff, like, um, and breaking down tapes and looking at them like, like coaches will do, just my initial reaction is this week, the, the offensive line played better. There were times that Holton had time back in the pocket uh, to make a pass. Now, the DBs for South Carolina were doing a great job. I don't know if it's it's more the DBs were doing a really good job or the, the pirate receivers were not getting open. But there were a few times, I can count on my hand probably three or four times, that I remember Holton having time in the pocket, receivers just not open, and then everything breaks down. So I think the offensive line, in my opinion, played a little better this, this week than they did last week against App State. And they could run the football. The, the Pirates ran the football pretty effectively today. William, appreciate you tuning in, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys. We had a, uh, a brutal mix today of you know, errant throws, uh, drops, uh, yeah. receivers not right. getting open. Right. It right. was a imperfect storm on offense for the Pirates, especially in the passing game. 
on this Saturday. All right, 317-1250 on the Fixed NC Live line. Let's go to Tyler in Greenville. Hey, Tyler. Tyler. Tyler is gone. 317-1250. Jonathan's up in Greenville. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, look. Called in last week. Calling in this week. Look. It doesn't matter how our airline acts. We've never had an airline since Shays Corn been there, since Dominique Davis has been there. It doesn't matter. We need someone in there who can throw a football, even on a checkdown. Ehlers was missing passes on a checkdown. He can't make a throw. I mean, it's that obvious. We played well. We played well enough to win that game. Ehlers cannot throw the ball. I said it this week. I said it last week. Ehlers is not the answer. I don't care what you say about our O-line. We've never had an O-line. Our quarterbacks have figured out at least where to throw the football. Ehlers can't throw the football. He doesn't know where to throw the football, so we got to move on from that. It doesn't matter if we throw in a rookie who's Garcia. we got to put him in there because, I mean, he's got to learn – how to throw without an O-line because we're not going to have an O-line, and that's the bottom line. I'd love to hear y'all's opinion on that. <laughs> I, I mean, my opinion on the Garcia thing is that clearly the coaches aren't ready to put him in. No, no. I can't know more than we do. I keep going over the stat line today. 11 of 24, 77 yards, two interceptions for Holden Aylers. If, if there was a better option on the roster, I feel like that would be a good time to make the move and go to it. And Maybe in the coming weeks uh, they will make that move to Mason Garcia, but uh, they haven't yet, and we're seeing Holt Naylor. I mean, I don't know what to, to say anymore about and, it. And let me just say this. I don't agree at all that Holt Naylor's can't throw the football. Go back and look at the stats. There are games that he's thrown four or 500 yards. You don't do that accidentally. You don't. Now, does that mean um, that – predicates what's going to happen in the future you don't know i mean obviously holton's not uh not getting it done he's not getting chunks i mean 77 yards it says for itself tyler sneed had a 75 yards passing today and holton had 77 so that tells you just bad terrible that's not good but i just don't agree that holton can't throw the football that's just that's not an accurate uh assessment of holton the guy has thrown for a ton of yards, and you don't do that accidentally. We just need to figure out what's going on offensively. Now, I had suggested, and I thought, and I still stick to this, that they need to run a little bit more up-tempo. East Carolina has always been successful. You know, guys are talking about Shane Carden was successful about uh, behind uh, offensive lines that weren't good because they ran up-tempo. They always kept the defenses off balance, and they kept they were gassing defenses because they were running what they call that NASCAR defense. They don't run that uh, now. I don't know why they don't run that now, and I would just like to see a little bit more of that and see if that's what Holton is a little bit more comfortable with doing. All right, Jonathan, thanks for the call. 317-1250, David's up in Farmville. Hey, David. Hey, guys, I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Um, a couple things first. Uh, ECU was completely unprepared for the fans today. Um, nine out of ten water faucets didn't work. They only had maybe in the upper deck one or two concession stands open. Um, absolutely horrible um, from, a, from a game preparation by ECU. Um, if, if they can't hire enough people, then tell us ahead of time so we can bring in enough drinks to be able to cover us. Um, 
That being said, back to the football game, I've got a couple of issues. I don't think the offensive line is the problem at all. Offensive line played really well. Um, Holton cannot read a blitz. There is no hot read when the blitz is coming. Um, second, wide receivers were wide open. Go back and look at the film. Tight ends were wide open in the middle of the field all day long. They were never part of the tree. Uh, th- there was probably three plays where Holton stared down C.J., the whole time, the guy is blanketing C.J., and he throws the ball anyway. Um, the, the, I have problems with Holton just being able to read the defense and make smart decisions. That screen pass over the middle that was returned for a touchdown should never have been made. Uh, you know, when we go back to the quarterback issue, if Garcia is not the one, Flynn knows the offense is better as well as anybody. He's been in the system three and a half years. He knows the offense. If, if Ehlers can't do it and Garcia can't do it, then by God, put in Stubblefield, put in Flynn, give Ehlers a couple of plays to sit and just figure things out. In Charlotte, he literally had a concussion. They had to walk him to the QB section on the sideline. Did Garcia come in to spell him in the fourth quarter? No. Today he had another hit. Um, did they take him out to spell him for a minute? No. So if the idea is let's kill Ehlers because we're not going to let him run, so we're, we're just going to let him stand back in the pocket and he can't read the blitz, I, I give up. You know, I, I'm well beyond the play calling that Donnie Kirkpatrick has. I think the whole play calling today was let's, let's try not to lose. Um, some of the play calling just consistently, I, I don't understand it. So wide receivers are open. Ehlers can't find him because he can't get off his first read. He can't read the defense. He doesn't know how to get out of a, a blitz quickly. So until we figure all that out and until the coaching staff can develop a backup QB, because that's all on them, not the kids, it's on them, good luck. So I'm going to hang up and listen. I, I always appreciate you guys letting me call in. All right. David with a lot of thoughts there. Oh, yeah. And uh, second uh, on the concession thoughts there. You know, oh yeah, Kenny, you were Kenny, at the game. Kenny, yeah. Oh, second call. Uh, second, yeah, 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 yeah. Second, uh, second call on the concession deal there. And you know what? I hey, I just uh, I, I ran a business over over the uh, the summer, and I can see what's going on in the in the business world. And I bet everybody that's listening knows what's going on. People don't want to work, and and I, I'm not making excuses, but I don't know if that's a problem. If that's part of it as well, I wouldn't imagine they have an overabundance of staff. Uh, to be able to staff these games. So I, I'm hoping that's the case, and hopefully that'll get better too. As far as his comment about playing not to lose, I, I completely agree with that. East Carolina, very conservative. Even that long drive they went on, which good grief. It, if we were if we won the game, we're probably talking about that miracle 4th and 16 play and that whatever fake punt deal they tried to run before that And the timeout was called. Which would have been disastrous. Oh, right, because the timeout by Shane Beamer and his his, his uh, coaching staff saved that play. At that point, I was literally laughing at the TV wondering what the hell I was watching. Uh, but on that drive, they, find, they got Harris cranked up a little bit running, but it was pretty conservative play calling throughout the game and uh, certainly in the second half there. So, all right, uh, 317-1250, let's go to Clarence in Aiden. Hey, Clarence. Hey, Cliff. How you doing, bud? All right. Hey, man, I wish I could bring y'all a case of beer because that was rough. <laughs> well, I can't. We, might, we might find, as a matter of fact, Who's I stopping I, you? I, I'm eyeballing a case over there or something. <laughs> it looks like Bud Light. Man, man y'all, y'all need to get into that because 
first off, I want I want to call out the Pirate Nation. You know, the field, the play on the field was one thing, but you know, for South Carolina to come in here and as bad a year as they've had, they come in here and they're louder than we are. You know, we're supposed to have forty to fifty thousand people in there, but we got to get out there and we got to support our team. You know, uh, offense was pitiful, but we got to stick up. We got to come together as a team, as a community, as a school, and we got to back our players, back our team, and uh, you know, we got to get after it. I, I don't want to see us start zero and three, but it's not looking good. You know, I, I support our team. I think the offense looked pitiful, under 200 total yards. Take out that uh, trick play, first first uh, drive. But, you know, why didn't we go back to that? Well, I mean, you run a trick play once. I don't know if it's going to work again. But after that, uh, you're right, uh, just a, a pitiful off- offensive performance today by the Pirates. Thanks, Clarence. And, and kind of piggybacking on what he was talking about with the Pirate Nation and everything, the thing is, is that now – uh, the attendance is not it's not going to get any better because of this because you know we've had comments on on our Facebook feed that you know some people are saying hey this is the first game I've I've attended in what four or five years or whatever I live three four hours away I'm not going to come back I'd rather sit home and watch it on TV that's that's going to be the problem now is that now um, the Pirate Nation is going to be less enthusiastic about getting into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and pulling with the Pirates. You, you lose next week at Marshall, that game at home against oh, Charleston goodness. Southern is, is going to be dismal. There yeah. might be 20,000 people there. That's the reality of it. I mean, they needed to get this win today. Absolutely. Uh, to give the Pirate fans something to be hopeful for because now the schedule at Marshall, they'll beat Charleston Southern, but then you've got Tulane, UCF, Houston after that before you get a little breather with some winnable games against South Florida and Temple. But, man, it's uh, it's tough looking ahead at what's on the slate right now. All right, up next we got Avery in Washington. Hey, Avery. What's going on, guys? How are y'all today? All right. Man, let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Our quarterback is absolutely terrible. Our offensive play calling, absolutely terrible. We played good up front. I thought we ran the ball pretty good. Why did Raji Harris only have eight carries or nine carries in the second half? We got to get him the ball in the first half and get him implemented in the offense. We need to get Mitchell out in space. Like, there's a lot of things that we can do better just as an offense to score points. We blew our wide with a 75-yard reverse pass on the first drive. We blew our wide with that play, guys. Johnny Kirkpatrick, great. Great receivers coach. Great position coach. Horrible offensive coordinator. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. We need to get Mason Garcia some snaps. I'm, I'm just a firm believer in it. Quarterback one's not working. Just go to the next quarterback. Go to quarterback two. The defense this week, that was probably the best defensive game that we've played in at least five years. And I think you guys could agree with that. We forced turnovers. We stopped the run. They had negative 15 yards rushing at, in, at the end of the first half. But secondary gave up some lapses in the second half. And, you know, special teams also. I mean, I know we're young at the kicker position, but, you know, we got to get him caught up. We, we need a kicker to get caught up. I know he's a freshman and everything, but overall, man, it's just frustrating watching ECU football right now because we want them to be successful as fans. But there's only so much cheering that you can take. And uh, I'm just going to hang up and let you guys talk about it. You know, I'll, I'm on listening, so 
all right great day all right avery thanks for tuning in thanks for the call avery not happy uh with a lot that took place today what well, well, i tell you what uh I, I can expect that there's going to be a lot of questions this week especially with the uh with mike houston's uh initial uh weekly press conference that'll be on tuesday that he'll be asked questions of, of course by the media about um garcia and, and maybe someone will step up i'm i'm not privy to that anymore to be able to go to those press conferences but maybe someone someone will step up and and you know because it had it was asked after i think it was asked after the app state game maybe that was brought up a little bit but maybe somebody will ask kind of hey what's going on with mason garcia do you guys not have any confidence in him what exactly is going on because i think that's a question that everybody in pirate nation is asking right now absolutely if the job is not getting done um why is there not someone behind and i'm not saying look look don't take this the wrong way i am not saying bench holt nailers but there are times when even great quarterbacks struggle and you take them out if if especially in a game when you're in a game situation and a guy is like you don't feel like your court your starting quarterback is getting into a flow you put the second string guy in and maybe get a little bit of flow going or something like that that's not even an option right now so i think that's something that needs to be to be talked about and maybe the pirate nation needs to know exactly why there isn't an, an another option there 317-1250 uh let's take a break kyle and the grange you're up next we'll go to james brian and jackson so hang on we'll get to your calls when we roll on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show by the way a bright spot to a very dark day was our post game food which was courtesy of tiebreakers and uh billy rode with me this time got the uh steak and cheese oh, oh, the yes. cheese steak in a wrap that's awesome it like changes the whole complexion of the meal when you get it in a wrap instead of the bread uh i had the fries billy had the chips shirley went with the salad chandler got some buffalo wings he's, he's still eating, eating something over there uh tiebreakers man that was hey, awesome we, we had some uh some uh fried pickles fried too. pickles yeah had a fried pickles hey how about this this is the second time this week that i've had tiebreakers bram and the guys brought tiebreakers over to brown and wood for us and uh had Wait all the minute. service guys you didn't cook no no hey you know <laughs> they and that's the good thing the day off hey, wow look. Hey, look, man, as a sales guy over at Brown and Wood, they treat us good now. <laughs> they treat us good. I might uh, be heading to Tiebreakers tomorrow to watch our football team. So I'm what? thinking I, I haven't I have a option and I might have another option, but I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm always looking for the BBD. You know what that is, don't you? BBD. No, bigger, better deal. Okay. Bigger, so I'm trying deal. to figure out which is the best deal tomorrow. Where is where I need to park my behind to watch our Washington football team? Hmm the bbd okay yeah. i'll see what i can offer you okay oh yeah. we'll, we'll make it I, I tell you what you mentioned the fried pickles i think that was a mistake by shirley to let us know that they were for that everybody they were up for grabs community. because they were gone in like <laughs> they were community two pickles. minutes community pickles all gone. right 317-1250 kyle james brian jackson we're coming to you next You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Uh, things are getting interesting between uh, Toledo and Notre Dame. Uh, Toledo leads Notre Dame 16-14 to in the third quarter. 
Other games going on right now. Virginia Tech leads Middle Tennessee 28-7 in the fourth quarter. Rutgers and Syracuse are tied at seven apiece in the third. Murray State and Cincinnati are tied at seven. Colorado has a 7-0 lead over Texas A&M in the second quarter. And Georgia has jumped out to a 21-0 lead over UAB in the second quarter. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall as your beacon of music in the land of pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. See ya at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you with the Weave, Billy Weaver, joining me on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Brock, uh, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Almost forgot. We got Iowa, Iowa State going on on the telly. They're about to kick it off, Weave, so... We'll watch some football while we talk football. Pirates, a uh, very disappointing loss on this Saturday to South Carolina. All right, Jackson, Brian, James, the lines are locked and loaded on the Fixed NC Live line. Let's go now to Kyle and LaGrange. Hey, Kyle. Hola, amigos. Nobody says disappointment like Kyle from LaGrange. Um, <laughs> hey, I like it when you preface the call by that so everybody at least knows. That's very awesome. Very on brand. Yeah. There you go. What you got? Hey, look, hey, look, guys. I uh, man, I, I want to go so many places, but I'll try to just pick the game. Um, and, and Mike Houston at large. Um, look, I, I was all for Mike Houston getting this job. I, 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 I personally interviewed Mike Houston somewhere else before he was kid coach here. When he was kid coach at JMU because I knew he was going to be our next kid coach. It's six months before he got the job. So uh, I, I'm a huge Mike Houston fan. I'm starting to think Mike Houston has the wrong idea offensively of what's going to, what it's going to take to win in East Carolina, particularly to pull off upsets. You're not going to upset South Carolina doing what he did on offense. You need to come out, run tempo, run spread. That's how you beat a team that's more talented than you up front. You don't do it doing what we did today. Now, we almost did it just because their offense is atrocious. Their offense is god-awful, and our defense did what it had to do to keep us in the ball game. But you are not going to beat a SEC football team with a defensive line like that trying to do what we're doing on offense. Uh, Holton looks confused. Holton, I was thinking about this earlier, Holton Aylers has not gotten any better in the last two years. C.J. Johnson, when he came here as a freshman without even going through spring ball, he, he's not he, – has C.J. got any better? I can't show me where C.J.'s improved over the last three years. It's like we're stuck in the mud. We're not improving on offense. And, uh, you know, it seemed like year one and year two, at the end of the year, it looked like the offense was turning the corner. And at the beginning of year one, excuse me, the beginning of year two, we were right back where we wanted to begin the year one. And now it seems to be the same way again. At the end of year two, you know, it looked pretty good against Temple, against uh, SMU, and now it's beginning of year three. Offense sucks again. I can't explain that. But, you know, I, I'm really starting to, to be scared. You know, I, again, I think Mike Houston is a good football coach. He's not Scotty Montgomery. But I'm telling you right now, unless something changes in a hurry, it probably won't be this year. Um, but next year, uh, Mike Houston may be looking for a job somewhere else. I'm telling you, he needs to change his philosophy on offense. I, I, I'm, I agree with the previous panelist. Donnie Kirkpatrick is a hell of a guy, very nice man. Everybody loves Donnie. Hell of a wide receivers coach. I don't think he's a very good offense coordinator, uh, at least not at this level. Uh, when when they were at JMU, they had more talent than everybody else in the FCS. 
it's real easy to line it up running down somebody's throat when you got more talent than them. And that's just not the case in East Carolina, in the American, and particularly when you're playing against an SEC school. Now, the only thing I'll say about today that I'll take away as a positive, uh, besides the defense play, and again, I think that had a lot to do with South Carolina sucking, um, I do think playing this defensive line can only make our offensive line better. Uh, we were able to run the ball on them more in the fourth quarter than we were early in the game. Rajay had some nice runs. Um, so maybe that'll bode well as we go further down the road in, 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 um, in conference play. But, you know, we got Marshall next week. We're 0 2. We got to go on the road to Honey. Check the record books, guys. See how many times we won in Marshall in recent history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not very often. So we're staring 0 3 in the face, and then you get real fired up to play Charleston Southern, a game that won't mean a damn thing if we're 0 3. You're not going to feel good. After beating Charleston Southern, if we're 0 3. So I, I don't know. Next week, we, we better find a way to win or things are going to get ugly. And, uh, I, you know, I, I won't even get into my rant about conference expansion and, and where we are as a program and what me and Terry Holland thought about in 2013 and, and uh, them idiots running him off for Jeffrey Comfer. We'll go down that road. I'll send it somewhere else. But, uh, Clip, Clip Billy, uh, Billy, good to have you here on the show. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're not on WIT anymore. Thank you, sir. Uh, All right, there is Kyle in Lagrange said uh, some of the stuff I'd said earlier, but said it in a better accent and with more cuss words. Yeah, so it like hits home. It it, gives a little bit more punch, no doubt. Uh, You know what? And and let me tell you what I'm not. I'm never going to bash players. I'm not going to. It's it's just not going to happen. But the thing is, is you know, people that are saying, well, Holton's just not any good. CJ's not any good. Hold on a second, guys. Just remember, and I'm not saying that Kyle said that, but I'm just saying that I'm not going to bash the players because, look, Holton's put up numbers. He's proven he's a, a Division One quarterback. CJ has proven he can be physical. I mean, I, I've got plenty of tape on this kid. Very good. At when it, when it becomes when you know you have talent and guys have proven that talent in games on the field, then it comes down to, okay, the coaches have to take responsibility for it. Donnie will be the first person to tell you he takes responsibility for it. Mike Houston has to be the first person to say, I take responsibility for it. Because like one of the callers said earlier on, he's the president, CEO of this team. Everything that happens is is directly uh, a result of him, decisions that you make, and you got to own it, and all that. So this will be interesting now to see what they do with these players because these players have talent. They just got to get the best out of them. And for look, for people calling about the, the quarterback position, uh, my answer can only be the same as it has been. Mike Houston, uh, John Moody says he was listening to the post game with Jeff Charles. And Houston, this is what John says, Houston stuck up for Holden and basically said he's our guy and gave us the best chance to win. You can call in and say bench him and put in this other guy, and that's fine. I mean, you're free to call in and say whatever you want, but if you ask me why we aren't, there's your re- answer. Mike Houston is going to stick with him, uh, and that's yeah. that's his decision. That's his call, and that's the way they're going, at least through week two of the uh, 2021 season. All right, James is up next in Wilmington. Hey, James. Hey, guys. I'd like to start first by paraphrasing a song by the great band Go West. And I'll get over this game, I know I will. And I'll pretend our ship's not sinking. And I'll tell myself that I'm over this game because I'm the king of wishful thinking. <laughs> That's wishful great. Thinking today. That's great. Yeah, you know, wishful thinking. That's that's what CCU fans watched this game, was optimistic that maybe Houston had heard my call last week and would have a little bit more fire in his belly when he coached today. And to be fair to him, I think he did. Now, our offense came out inspired. Great trick play. 
you know, I did not know that that was going to be the only play Donnie had planned for this week. But regardless, they did good. Uh, but our ship is still sinking, guys. Houston is at the helm, so he's responsible. And I'll cut him a little bit more slack this week, but he's got to get his offense under control. Donnie's just not getting the job done. And, you know, the scheme we're playing, it doesn't fit Aylers, doesn't fit our running backs, doesn't fit a lot of what we're trying to do. And I think this team's just got to be a lot more realistic, or really the coaches have got to be a lot more realistic about what we have and what we don't have. We're trying to run an offense like everybody else has said on these calls. I mean, it's clear to the fan base. We don't have the players that we need, and we don't have a lot of the weapons that we need, but we have to figure out a way to utilize them. And if I hear them say we need to use Sneed more one more time, I'm going to pass out because we talk about how much we want to give them the ball. Bam, we give them the ball, touchdown. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, we got them the ball two or three more times after that, two first downs, one of them almost a touchdown. Uh, another one, I think maybe a little bit of a, a loss in the flat. But don't tell me you're trying to scheme to get this guy the ball and then you don't use him for, what, two and a half quarters of the football game? I, I think Snead, he he was the bright spot to me offensively in in this game. I mean, without Snead, I mean, you're – I don't even know what we're talking about and, and what the offensive numbers look like without Tyler Snead today. Uh, agree 100%. You know, I, I called Aylers. Tim Tebow's incredibly under-talented, um, like, fourth cousin. <laughs> this guy, he's got ability. I mean, I really do. It's like you said earlier. I don't think Ehlers is the problem. I think is how we're trying to use him is the problem. He's just not equipped, like I, other callers just said this, he's not equipped to be a sit-back-in-the-pocket quarterback. You yeah. can get him on the move. Well, well, he's been a running quarterback, uh, not just a running quarterback, but he's been a dual threat quarterback his entire career. Going, by, I've, I've watched this young man since he was a freshman at D.H. Conley. I know what his ability is. He's got sneaky, fast speed for his size. Uh, he's got abilities. So like I said earlier, it's not like this guy can't play football. That is not it. So people that are saying he's not a good quarterback, I don't agree with at all, period. I know he's a good quarterback. It's just not happening right now. So... When you have talent, you got to find a, you got to figure out what we're not doing to make the best of this talent and and go from there. Yeah, you know, if we get a a coach that used to teach an offense like Georgia Tech had, still has, you know, run a lot more inside option runs. Get a running quarterback. That's what we have. We got a guy that can pass every now and then, but he's really going to need some open receivers. Guys today were covered. I couldn't see the tight ends open like the earlier caller said, so I, I can't really – I don't know if that was true or not, as that guy stated. But Ehlers doesn't have the field vision. We know that. So don't put him in a position to have to use that. All right, James. Appreciate you tuning in, man. Yes, sir. Talk to you next week. All right. There is James uh, from Wilmington on the Fixed NC Live line here on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Let's go to Brian and Raleigh next. Hey, Brian. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I hope you're personally doing well. I know it's a another a disappointing day uh, for for us uh, as as a group. You know, look, I, I've, you know, I've been listening to some of these callers coming in and, and saying, oh, you know, oh, whole nailers is the problem, or you know, this person and that person is the problem. And I, I think some somebody made the point earlier. I think too that nobody different is running out of that tunnel. You know, the, the, the players are staying the same and the coaches are at practice every day and they're making the decisions as to who they feel gives them the best chance to win. 
so clearly there's something going on with the backup kid where they don't feel he gives them the best chance to win. I do agree that the message has been Holden needs to run more. You know, we need more run pass option, quick, quick passes, get it out of his hands and don't let him stand there. Uh, but you know, can, can we get a, you know, can we get a, a little shout out to, to our, our punter today? Uh, Once again, John Young was MVP. great. Yeah, man, that young man had a great game today. Really flipped the field, and when the offense was struggling, you know, really hit some great kicks, and they had good coverage and kept those guys on the other side of the field. You know, we knew we weren't going to be able to hold them out forever, but you know, the the defense did everything they possibly could have today to give these guys a chance to win the game, and you know. A lot of times we're calling in and saying, "Oh, you know, we gave up another big play, or we gave up a forty-yard touchdown, or we get that didn't happen today. You know, that didn't happen today. The you know the the offense is not pulling its weight, and that's a game they should have won today, and they did not. And you you have to be honest with yourself. It's it's that's the reality. You know, I'm a guy who roots for the name on the front of the shirt, not on the back of the shirt. I, you know, I'm going to root for the Pirates no matter what, but. Uh, I think the theme of the day here is, you know, missed opportunities once again. And uh, these coaches have got to adjust to put these guys in a position where they can be successful with the talent that we have. And I feel like we're trying to push a square peg into a round hole and be a power running team where we don't have a full, you know, we saw an extra tight end in there you know, to, to try to beef up the offensive line to help, but we're not a power running team and it's just not what we are. And we're trying to make something there. That's not. So, uh, you know, I hope to see some adjustments and some more creative play calling. Um, but you know, that's sort of my two cents because if, if there are no changes, um, we're going to continue to see losses and they're, they're staring at a tough Marshall team. Um, and you know it's going to be another you know three four win season. So thanks for what you do, guys. I appreciate it. You know, go Pirates, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. All right, Brian. Thank you for the call and for tuning in. Joining us today on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Let's go to Jackson, who is up next in Greenville. Hey, Jackson. Hey guys, how are you doing? All right. Hey, uh, I just want to say that Holt Naylor's is definitely not the answer. Uh-huh. I'm not going to break it down. I'm going to keep it as transparent as I can. Football is about what have you done for me lately. And he cannot get the job done. I don't understand why he's still on the field. Uh, it's like I said, I don't know what the custom rule is on here. I know, you know, whatever. No, I, I, no, but he's not on the field because they're not ready to put Garcia or anybody else in. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I know what you're saying, like his performance. Like I said, I'll put my damn girlfriend in. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, the kid is not good at football. <laughs> no, nah, I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't agree with look, that. Look, I hear you, but... Right, right. Like, I understand that y'all don't agree with that. No, well, no I don't no, agree. I'm, with, I'm, when I'm, you say he's not a football player, he's not a good football I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm trying I, I've to watched explain, this kid for eight years. I'm I, just I, trying to tell you why he's still in. I, like, I know his performance was awful today, but he's in because they don't have any trust in Garcia or anybody else right now. I and mean, let, that's the truth of it. Why 
why do we have trust in Hope Nailers for God's sake? I can't answer that. That's a my yeah. You know, I, I have no idea. I can't answer Mike Houston's questions. Well, listen. This is my two cents about this, and this is pure speculation. But it, what it tells me is every caller that has called in has said what they've said that Holt Nailers is more effective when he's running the football. He's quick to make a decision. If he doesn't get his first or second read, pull down the football and run it. We have seen that he does well in that situation. Now, what this tells me is the reason that they're not running him more is because what? They're afraid to get him hurt. If that happens, then you are forced to put in Mason Garcia. It's obvious that they don't have the trust and uh, the the will to put in Mason Garcia. So what you do is when you start changing that and start changing what a quarterback is, it affects him. It's going to affect him. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm not saying that's what has happened. That's just my two cents worth on that, and I think that has a lot to do with it. That they're they're not letting Holton be Holton, the type of quarterback that we have seen in the past, and that incorporates being a dual threat quarterback, that RPO, that run pass option, and to be able to use his legs and run over defensive backs. Because when you have a quarterback like that, it comes with risk. It comes with, as a matter of fact, on that long run early in the game today, oh, Holton came up and came up a little limping. If the if the coaching staff does not have the confidence in their backup quarterback in Mason Garcia, they are not going to let Holton, they're not going to release the hounds, basically, and let him do what he does. They're going to hold him back, and that might be, in my opinion, the problem. You're right. I think that uh, I think that you, you're exactly right with that. But uh, long story short, I mean, I'm going to keep, like I said, I'm going to keep it transparent. I'm not going to break it down like, I, like these other folks are, but I think that at the end of the day, East Carolina needs a damn, <laughs> I guess, a backup plan. I mean, they suck. All right. <laughs> well, that's as transparent as it gets. <laughs> All right, Jackson. Thanks, man. Yep, thank you. All right, bud. There's Jackson in Greenville breaking it down. All right, Dave, Isaiah, and Christian, you are up next on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. We'll take another timeout. Come back. Thanks to Tiebreakers for the awesome post-game food today. Great place to watch some games tonight. Great place for NFL Sunday coming up tomorrow. Also, Mully and the crew with the Fixed NC Live line. Call him first. <laughs> 999-0001. I like that. And uh, Mully will take care of, uh, if you got some issues around the house, give him a call, and he'll uh, get it taken care of. Easy as that. 317-1250. We're back with more on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Billy Weaver and Glenn Griffin having a fifth quarter <laughs> show off the air. Good call, Glenn. Yeah. Um, we do have Mike Houston post-game comments up on our uh, Pirate Radio Which YouTube. is what we were just talking about. Yeah, so you can watch that there uh, while you listen to us and while you call in 317-1250 on the fixed NC Live line. We're here on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Taking your calls to the last caller is served. Jerry, Christian, Isaiah, hang on. Let's go to Dave in Farmville. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Um, I was at the game today. I actually live in Winston. Uh, it was a great day for Pirate Nation just to be watching a competitive football game. Uh, the one the one first take is that we were competitive against South Carolina. 
I was uh, I got there in '79, left in '84. You know, went to the home games, went to the away games, went to see Auburn, Tennessee, Illinois in the '90s. Uh, followed the team Virginia Tech, some of those great years in Blacksburg. So my point on that is, you know, we were competitive, and then that's where it stops. Um, it was a heartbreaker, and now this is going to take me to Aylers, and I agree with all the previous callers on uh, where his uh, status as a starting quarterback is, and I, and I disagree with your staff that said that, that he's a really good quarterback. I watched him at Navy three years ago. He's a senior. He hasn't improved. If you're going to start at this level and be a senior, you've got to have a little more polish, and you've got to put up consistent numbers week in and week out I he looked uh not only average but to the to the below average uh he he certainly isn't a very good quarterback the numbers bear that out so there's got to be a change I think Houston's going to have to wake up to that and realize that you know this this went long enough uh he's given him a fair chance and he's not getting it done so going forward for the pirate football program you know I think we have enough talents to be competitive it's just being used inappropriately and this is where i want to go with it why isn't Ailers being put under center i can't believe he's in the shotgun it's ridiculous to have a kid with that weak arm in the shotgun he has no arm he threw a couple of spirals that almost skipped the first bounce to the receiver but uh, he doesn't have the zip and putting him in the shotgun is ridiculous i put him under center and i would be running quick tosses to mitchell uh, I would be running uh, fullback draws up the middle, and where was the sc- where was the decent screen pass in the flat? I mean, you know, and so I just come away with the same comments on the uh, offensive coordinator: is he over his head? Uh, but I guess he stays because he's one of Houston's buddies, and uh, maybe that's an, an off-season change. But uh, I think uh, I think you got to make a quarterback change, and you got to put in this Garcia kid. Uh, for a couple of downs, and and I'll just talk about him not being ready. Put the kid in the game and let him play a few series. And your your uh, your comments? Well, my comments are: I mean, Mike Houston might finally come to that decision at some point. Right now, as he uh, said in the post game today, he's not ready to do it. So I don't know when that time will be, Dave. But uh, I cannot defend the numbers ECU put up or lack thereof on offense today. It was. Uh, it was pretty pitiful. So. Well, well, a couple of comments um, in in reaction to that. I I don't disagree that you can try to put Holt Nailers up under center uh, because right now I think I think part of the problem is offensively is we don't have an identity offensively. Now we knew you knew what you were going to get with the Pirates coming to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium weekend and week out. You saw that high offense, that high powered offense and very up tempo. We're not seeing that, but we're not seeing a traditional run game either. Although it seems like Mike Houston wants to be better running and and they are better running. Now as far as a fullback, you said, you know, get a fullback dive up. First of all, we don't have a fullback. And and I think it was Brian earlier on that had mentioned that, you know, we have a tight end that has come in and played sort of a fullback role at times on certain plays, but that's not very effective. If you're going to do that, bring in and, and or convert a guy to be a fullback and go to a more run-oriented system and, and try to develop some sort of identity offensively, 
I can remember back when Vontae Leach was here. Let me tell you what, that's the last time I can remember having an outstanding fullback. And this is a guy that was a converted linebacker. If you want to run that type of traditional offense, you got to find a fullback. We don't have that right now. 317-1250. Thanks for the call, Dave. Let's go to Isaiah in Greenville next. Hey, Isaiah. Hey, guys. Um, just wanted to say, I think uh, Dave is ready to take on his role as the next head coach of the uh, ECU football team. Uh, but... Um, no, in all seriousness, I think uh, Holton over the last three, four, three and a half years, his like ability to run, like when he was a freshman, he was just so dynamic, with, with like running with the football. And then when Mike Houston showed up, it kind of started to decrease a lot. And that might just be uh, Mike Houston's style of like play calling, or it could be Holton's body, like not being able to take hits like he used to, I guess, a couple years ago. Because I don't know if y'all like. We're looking at his facial expressions today, but like after that long run he had, where that guy kind of just like threw him, slammed him on the ground, he uh, did not look very. Um, he just looked in pain, like he looked like he was wincing a lot after getting hit today. So I don't know if he might have like a lingering injury or something, but something's not right where he can't run the ball. That goes back to what we're saying. Like that would be a perfect time to bring in a guy, right? Right. If you had another, if you had any idea that this guy could help you win. That long run and yep. holding, yep. kind of holding his arm, shoulder, would have been a great time to get Garcia in if you trusted him to go in, and clearly they do not. Uh, to, for him to stay in the game at that point, like it, it showed me that he's not coming out. Well, first of all, you're driving and you're going, you're deep into South Carolina territory at that time. So obviously you want to get some sort of continuity going. But I agree with you, Clip, 100%. If you have a guy that you have confidence in, that is the perfect time because you're not telling your quarterback, hey, you're not doing a good job, we're benching you. No, come out, take a couple breaths, run a couple plays, and, and let, let us get your backup some quality time against an SEC team. Team. So I agree with Clip 100% on that. That is a great opportunity right there to get a guy like Mason Garcia is. But then on the flip side, it tells me they have no confidence in Mason. Yeah, it says what it is, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Isaiah. Isaiah in Greenville there on the Fixed NC Live line. Let's go to Christian in Greenville. Hey, Christian. Christian. 317-1250. Let's try Jerry in Charlotte. Hey, Jerry. Hi, this is Jared from North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I just I just want to ask, what, what's going on with uh, Holton's confidence? I mean, he's running, and he stops. Like, what's where's his confidence on running the ball? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's a feel kind of thing. I have been saying this, you know, for the first two games of the season, that it just seems to me like they need to get into a rhythm. This this offense has, has not gotten into a rhythm yet. And when you're not into a rhythm um, and you hesitate and you're not reacting really quickly, that could be perceived as a lack of confidence. So I don't know if it's a lack of confidence, if it's hesitation – or if it's not getting into a rhythm. Something is obviously off, and Holton will probably be the first one. He's he's a great young man, and Holton will be the first one to tell you that. He's got to play better, and uh, he'll, t- he'll, he'll, t- he'll take ownership of that. But it is interesting to, to wonder if it's a rhythm thing or if it's a hesitation or, or somebody even mentioned, could it be an injury? We just don't know. But I understand it's a rhythm thing, but he's a senior, and he's where's his rhythm at? He's a senior... 
Well, rhythm comes offensively. Rhythm doesn't come from one player. Got one of the best wide off wide receivers in the league, C.J. Johnson, and he what what C.J. run for today? How many how many how many receivers? C.J. got shut down today. He had that one catch on fourth down. If you remember when they ran the fourth down, they were going to run the. uh, uh, Could somebody cut off their car alarm? Is that out here? Yes. (laughs) Goodness. Jesus. All right, sorry. <laughs> C.J. Johnson today had two catches for 15 yards, yeah. which puts him at six catches for like 60 yards on the season. Not good enough. All right. Thanks, Jerry. So, oh, go ahead, Jerry. To, uh, let me run it back to uh, the situation of Jeff Comfort leaving. Uh oh, my eyes at the Pirate football program uh, with Ruffin McNeil being fired. That seems to me to be the biggest issue with East Carolina football at this point is that we just don't have the leadership to win games. I, mean, I, I don't know y'all's opinion, but from yeah. my perspective, that, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. We've uh, we've dissected that quite a few times here, and uh, we're still paying the price on that one, it appears. Yeah, and, it, and until we start to win and this program is turned around, that's going to be something that's going to be brought up time in and time out. Absolutely. Again. Because it, it started kind of the downfall, it, it and did. we're still we're trying to climb out of it, and it appears we haven't. Yeah, uh, to and, this point. And the only way you heal those wounds is you start winning. And right now, it's not happening for East Carolina. Not to say that it's not going to happen, and not saying that it's not the the right fit with Mike Houston and, and East Carolina. I mean, this is you got to remember this is game two, and I said this last week when I was saying it was game one of year three of Mike Houston. Now it's game two. It's still early. Um, so, but until you start getting results and getting the wins on the board, it's always going to be a question back to Comfer and to the Ruffin McNeil situation. It's, that's going to be something that's going to linger over this program for quite some time. Thank you, Jerry. We, we would love to say year three is early, but year three is late. We're looking like we're going downhill. We need to turn this thing around. Well, I, I mean, that's in, in this day and age. Um, yeah, there's no patience in college athletics this day and age. No way at all. So this is year. But like I said, I mean, year three is the time to make those uh, make those leaps. And right now we're not seeing them. All right. There's Jerry in Charlotte. 317-1250 if you'd like to, uh, to call in. Josh asking Clip, what's it going to take to turn this program around? Good grief, Josh. <laughs> it wins. I tell you what. Give me, give me six figures and I'll begin to come up with a plan. Until then, that is way, way above my pay grade. I wish I had the answers. I don't. Also, Mark asking, so this show has been bought by the university. Mark, what the hell are you talking about? Why don't you, you want to call in 317-1250. You have a specific question uh, to ask us, please do. Uh, But I don't understand what you're talking about, the the show being bought by the university. What have we said today? I mean, I've said how awful this offensive performance was today. This was a brutal loss. I don't know what you want me to say. But you can call in and ask a specific question if you'd like, 317-1250. Right. Yeah, and, and I've said the same thing, but let me tell you what, I'm not going to bash players. I'm not going to do that. This is college football. These kids, they're still kids. And, and you know, some of these people that are saying, hey, they're not kids anymore. This NIL thing is making a big difference. Now they're professionals and stuff like that. That's not the case here at East Carolina. These guys aren't making $800,000 on these NIL deals like they are at Alabama and Ohio State and places like that. That's not happening. So I don't want to hear that either. We're, we're, not, we're not saying that 
this, you know, we're, we're not trying to take up for the university or for, you know, this football team or whatever. We're calling it like it is, but I'm just not going to bash players. You know, the, the fans that call in and can say Holton is not a good player or CJ is not any good or this person's not any good and that person's not any good. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do it. Not on this level. You know, if these guys were uh, NFL uh, NFL guys making six, eight million dollars a year, then absolutely they're they're open game, but not at this not at this level. I won't bash the players, but I'll tell you the facts. Holton uh, absolutely. was eleven for twenty four, seventy seven yards, two interceptions. Yep. It was not a good performance, and at that's all. not good. It was a bad offensive performance all the way around. Right. Three one seven twelve fifty. Kenny Parker, skip Al. Hang on, we're coming to you next. So hang on the line. Take a breath. Get your call ready. Get it tight. Mm-hmm. Get it right. Get it tight. And we'll come back to you on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. We're back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, Notre Dame has kicked a field goal, and they now have taken a one-point lead over Toledo. It's 17-16 in the fourth quarter. Cincinnati and Murray State have gone into the locker room at halftime, tied at seven apiece. Texas A&M trails Colorado 7-0. Number two, Georgia has a 35-0 lead over UAB in the second. Number 11, Penn State has a 24-3 lead over Ball State. Number uh, one, Alabama has a 21-0 lead over Mercer in the second, and Iowa State leads Iowa 3-0 at the end of the first quarter. That is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. The hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night and now during football season. They have food trucks during the day. Follow The Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Da Buck! Oh, I forgot. Da Buck, da Buck, da Buck, da Buck, da Buck, da Buck, da Buck. I'm, uh, I'm down. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's it's the, all right. It's all right. It's fine. all right. You guys are going to pull me through. You, you gotta, it's okay, buddy. you got to save some of that downness for tomorrow. That's right. Hey, there's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> yeah. We right. get to redeem ourselves tomorrow. Totally redeem yourself. Al, Skip, Parker, hang on. Parker Bunch is hanging on. All right, that pet me up a little bit. Hitting dingers. We're going to hit some dingers and go viral. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, uh, Kenny is up next in Greenville. Hey, Kenny. Hey, guys. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thank you. So just one comment when, when you listen to the all the comments and everything. You know, back in the day when I guess Logan was here, we would always have like one series of downs where a backup quarterback would come in, didn't matter when it was in the, in the game, just to develop that quarterback. Uh, it was one series just to get some reps, just to get to playing in the game and that kind of thing. And it doesn't seem like we're doing that now because if we lose Holton right now, I don't know what we've got. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there for you guys and just uh, see what your thoughts were about backups. All right, Kenny, let Thanks, me Kenny. let me ask you this. What was the difference in the Logan years and the, the lean years of now? What's the, what was the difference? 
I'll, I'll tell you, it was it was winning. When you're winning football games, you have the luxury of doing that, and I, and maybe that's uh, maybe that's part of it as well. Maybe the coaches are saying, you know what, we're just not comfortable doing that right now. I mean, I don't know, but just right off the top of my head, you know, when you're winning, it's a lot easier to 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 have the luxury of doing things like that. Right, but we're not winning, and we don't have a backup quarterback. So I'm concerned that yeah. if something happens to Holton, we don't have a backup. Oh, I think everybody's concerned with that right now. So just something. Yeah, I think everybody's concerned about that right now. And getting back to my point that I made earlier on, I don't know this for a fact. This is pure speculation because I don't know. But that may be the fear of the coaches right now is that they don't have a backup. Uh, they don't have somebody obviously ready. And the thing is, is Mason Garcia, is, it's not like the guy hasn't played. He did play against Navy last year and, and played rather well. It's It's concerning to me that they're not – ready to put him in right now it is and i I just i just think there needs to be answers and i think um you know some people need to step up and make and and question and find out exactly what's going on um why there is that why there is that perceived lack of confidence in in mason garcia because right now it's perceived lack of confidence somebody had had made a comment on our uh, facebook page that says you know i'm tired of hearing that there's no confidence in mason garcia that's the perception right now. I want to hear that from one of the coaches. You want, you probably won't hear that, but maybe it needs to be asked. I, I agree with what you're saying, but let's see. Let him have four snaps. Four snaps a game. I don't know if it'll make that much difference or not, but at least yeah. it'll give him some real game experience, and we've had somebody who's been in the game and taken some snaps. All right, Kenny. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Thank you, guys. All right, let's go to viral video star and swinging dingers pirate radio uh regular semi-regular he was on one time <laughs> parker bunch joining us what's up parker what's up how you doing bud good man what you think about the game today well i think we need to get a new offensive coordinator now when that's when that's coming from parker bunch that's uh that's a big statement what didn't you like the bad play calling or what 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 was bad today you know, I think I think the offensive line did a heck of a job. You know, Holton wasn't on his back all game, and the defense did a heck of a job. And I think, you know, people need to stop talking down on Holton and get behind him and give him some, some momentum and give him a chance. That's what I think. All right. All right. I think that's a mic drop right there. I think I think he hit the nail on the head, man. Parker, anything? Par- oh, go ahead, Chandler. Parker? You just hit a dinger, buddy. There you go. That's that's what I was missing. A verbal I- dinger. <laughs> Anything else, Parker? I think they need to start banging some pads. There you banging go. Some that's pads. It. Banging some pads. That's yeah. it. All right. Well, good to hear from you, buddy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get a W next week. Hopefully. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, All right Parker. Parker Bunch. <laughs> need a new OC. Yeah. Need to bang some pads. Right. Hey, I said we need a new offensive coordinator. But he, but he said he hit some point. He said he hit some good points. He said the offensive line played good. I thought they played good. Did they play great? No. But he said Holton wasn't on his back all day. Now he did have, I think, four or five sacks. He was sacked four or five times. Mm-hmm. But those are a lot of coverage sacks as well. Those weren't necessarily on the offensive line. So he hit good points there. The offensive line played pretty good today, and defense played great, and they just didn't get a win. All right, 317-1250. Great to hear from Parker Bunch. Let's go to Skip and Wilson. 
God, that makes me think of Skip Holtz and C.J. Wilson. Oh, Those yeah. were good times. Yeah. What's up, Skip? Cliff, how you doing, man? All right. You, you may or may not remember I was on your radio show one time as a Twitter troll. You would, uh, you would probably like to know that I have deleted all my social media and grown up a little bit, and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> wow. Uh, well done, Skip. That's great to hear. You know what? I actually thought about you recently because don't you have a um, you have a tie to South Carolina somehow too, right? Yeah, I'm actually in grad school in South Carolina right now. I came back to Greenville for the game today. But uh, so yeah, that's that is true. All right. Okay, so who were you pulling for today? Definitely ECU, no doubt about it. Okay, good, good. I go to school with a lot of Gamecocks in my class, and they are probably some of the most annoying people I've ever met. Well, you you obviously have not met Clemson fans. Yeah, I've met some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have some fun with a lot of Gamecock fans today, and I, I said them that, you know, and I, I've mentioned that on this show and on this radio station a bunch. I, I, I've got a, a – you know, a, um, a brother-in-law that is a big Clemson fan turned me off a long time ago on Clemson. So, yeah, that they can get there too, but I just haven't interacted with them enough. <laughs> I still uh, find the irony in you uh, calling other people annoying too, Skip. But like you said, maybe you have grown up, so I don't know. <laughs> that is true. That is funny. Isn't it? Yes. No, but I, I just got a couple points to make. Um, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption here that Mike Houston is a competent coach with eyes, and so if he thinks Holt Naylor's is the person to play can let's imagine how bad Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn must be in practice because we we're not going to sit here and say Olton Cole Naylor's is doing great this season but if he's doing as bad as he is in the game just we're gonna have to think about how bad Mason Garcia must be in practice if he's not good enough to be that Holton Naylor's the way he's been playing but what do you guys think about a hundred percent I mean there's a reason they haven't gone to him yet and that's got to be it he's just he's not ready either physically or mentally, if I had to guess, based on not a lot of intel, I'm going to say it's more mental than physical with Mason Garcia. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's total speculation. That's yeah. total guess here. And, you know, I've said earlier that I didn't want to bash players. I don't want to make it seem like we're bashing Mason Garcia either because we just don't know. That's the thing is no one over here is saying Mason Garcia is a bad quarterback and he's just not not good or whatever. What we're saying is that it seems the perception is is that the coaching staff doesn't have the confidence in him for what yeah. the reason is, whether it's physically, mentally, or, or a combination of both or whatever, uh, we just don't know. And that's the problem. That's I, that's what I think You know, most people are frustrated with. They just don't know. And obviously we're not there every day to see what goes on. Absolutely. People like to see, like to bring up the Navy game. And I, I'll say that that was a whole year ago, man. If he hasn't gotten better since then, I'm not sure that that's really his fault. And maybe we ought to invest in a real singular quarterback coach than rather a dual coach with a Donnie Kirkpatrick. But then my other point is, I watch a lot of college football, and then when I watch ECU games, it does the the way we are on offense. There's just something that's not right about it. It does when you watch, you know, some schools play. It just looks in motion, like it looks fluid. It looks like they have a, a plan, a scheme. But when we play, it just doesn't look like that for some reason. You, you know, does that make sense at all? Yeah, I mean, Billy used the word identity earlier. What is our offensive identity? I, it looks very clunky out there. I don't know if yeah. anybody can honestly call in or any Pirate fan can honestly say, yeah, I know exactly what our identity is on, on offense. I, I just don't think that's possible because I don't see it. And I don't think, you know, most of the people that have called in have said, you know, are we a running team? Are we a... You know, we're obvious not, obviously not a fast-tempo team uh, offensively like we used to be. Are we a spread-attack team? What exactly are we offense, offensively? And I think that, that's that got to be addressed. 
It's got to be something that, you know, those other teams that you talk about that seem to be in a rhythm and a flow, we're just not in it right now. That's right. Another thing, and I'll hang up after say this, but we only had 111 rushing yards on 38 attempts today. That's that's not going to get it done. That's just not good enough. Yeah. And two for 16 on third down. Yeah, the third down conversions, I was noticing that the entire game. Uh, and the third, the, the the lack of conversions on third down is definitely a problem. Yeah, that's good. It's not good at all. I hope y'all have a good weekend. Skip, uh, can't believe I'm saying it. It was a pleasure to talk to you. That was great, man. It was a pleasure. <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one. I hope the football team gets a win tomorrow for you. Man, that would be lovely. That would be nice. Thank you, Skip. All right, man. Hey, but we do have something to hang our hat on early on. What's that? Dallas lost. 0-1, bottom of not just the division or the NFC, the entire NFL. The I just worst did, team in the league is the Dallas Cowboys. I did not like what I saw from Dak Prescott. Oh, their offense is really he good. Looked good. They're really I didn't good. like that. Uh, real quick, Chris on Facebook Live says, community pressure keeps Mike Houston from changing quarterbacks. I'm honestly shocked we haven't got that call yet, and maybe we will. My take on that is Mike Houston has a family. He has a career. If if he, he, you know, he doesn't want to get fired from East Carolina, no, because he for kept doing in favors. a guy that he doesn't believe can win. No, no, I just don't. Coaches don't think that way. I don't think that is a reason at all. Mike Houston wasn't his high school coach. Mike Houston's trying to win football games, elevate his career, get more success, more money, build East into a winner, whatever. I don't think that I, I see why you would say that. Yeah, but I do not believe Mike Houston would keep in a guy he doesn't believe gives him the best chance to win just because that guy is from here. I just don't believe that at all. No, and I and I think everybody loves the fact that that Holton is a Greenville product. He loves Greenville. He loves East Carolina more than anybody I know, and that's the reason he came to East Carolina. Holton wants to to make East Carolina the best they can be, the best football team. And you know what? Coaches are the same way. Coaches, uh, yeah. I just, I mean, it, it's great to have that guy. Um, that's from your town. He's a hometown hero kind of guy. But I agree with Clip 100%. If Mike Houston didn't think he could do the job, I don't think he's going to bow down to any community pressure. And I tell you what, the community pressure calling in is to get rid of Holton. Exactly. If you listen to all the all the callers, they're saying get you know make a change. So I don't know where the community pressure is. Maybe that's a perceived community pressure as well. All right, 317-1250. Lines have been locked and loaded since the start. The only time you can get in is when we uh, dump a call. So uh, right now, the lines are locked and loaded. Alan Greenwell's up next. Hey, Al. Hey, how you doing, you guys? Uh, this is a... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Philly Al. This brings back memories. Uh, Clip and Rooster Neck together. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's this is right. the guy that called you Rooster Neck, Weave. How are you, Al? Man, I, I love that. You know what? Today would be a good, you know, we should have a Rooster Neck player of the game for this one because Gamecock, Rooster Neck, it's all yeah. the same thing. Very fitting. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, unfortunately, uh, the, uh, I, I have a reserve, reserve room at the Biden Health Center. I've been pretty sick the last couple of years. So I, I miss calling in, and this is the first chance I have calling in. And I I can't believe it. I'm I'm sorry you're not with the sports station anymore. I enjoyed your sports talk, and uh, but I remember five and a half years ago when I called in and I made a comment about uh, the quarterback. And I remember Troy getting on the phone and giving me hell because I suggested I said if he had a call from Alabama to go to Alabama, and the only reason he's staying here in Greenville is because the Greenville fella 
I don't know. I uh, I haven't seen anything. All the people that called in, they're different voices, but it's all the same reason for all these years. Same reason, same same complaints. But I called in. I can only talk for a couple of minutes. I uh, I get tired real quick, but I enjoy both of you, and I try to listen to clip as much as I can. So you guys have a great day, and let's wish the Pirates goodwill for the rest of the season. Al, great to hear from you, man. Uh, really hope uh, you're doing all right, and and I'll even be nice and say good luck to your Eagles tomorrow against the Falcons. And I'll be nice too, Clip. I hope they get the. I hope I hope Washington gets the butt. <laughs> I knew that was all coming. right. You're not doing that bad. That's good to hear, Al. Uh, seriously, man, great to hear from you. Have a good one, man. Yeah, yeah, it is great to hear from you. Take care of yourself, man. Bye. That's awesome. Al, uh, long-time listener, Philly Al, likes to uh, call in, give my teams grief, give Billy Weaver grief. Yeah, call me and, Rooster uh, Neck. He, uh, he just wants to see a winner here at ECU, like all of us. He's one of, uh, I guess, a transplanted pirate weave uh, from yeah. the north and yeah. uh, roots on the pirates just like he was born and raised here. It's pretty awesome. All right, Dale, Kevin, Jeff, and whoever Shirley's talking to, hang on. We're going to take another time out and come back. Phone lines have been red hot since we started this one on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We will have more of your calls. We still got to get our Brown and Wood drive of the game coming up later on and uh, more on the Buck scoreboard as well. Iowa is driving on Iowa State. The Cyclones with a 3-0 lead, I believe, at the moment. We'll update you on some scores too when we return after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver here. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service next to Little Caesars on Charles Boulevard in Greenville in front of Lowe's on Memorial Drive. Next to Walmart on 10th Street in Greenville and the U.S. Sailor Store in the Greenville Mall behind the Chick-fil-A. 317-1250 is the number. You don't even need it now because the lines are locked and loaded, but when we release a call, you can jump in. We have four lines, and they have been full since we kicked this thing off following ECU's last second loss to South Carolina, 20-17. Jay, Jeff, Kevin, hang on. Let's go to Dale in Greenville next. Hey, Dale. Hey, hey, man. How y'all doing? All right. All right. Uh, I was at the game, and um, it was an excellent. It's the first game that I've been to in uh, many years, uh, a few years. But I've been to many games. But uh, it's awesome to go there. It was an awesome experience. I'm glad I went. Oh, my God. But um, and our defense played really great. Okay. Dale? Uh, Did we lose him? defense played our defense played really great. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, oh, okay. Um, um, and offense, uh, really good. I've lost my radio feed. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, um, it was a good game. Like I say, uh, I had a second row seat, um, and uh, it was an awesome experience. And I had a good time. And But uh, only one thing about the concession stands. It took a really long time to to get uh, any kind of a drink or anything or a hot dog, and then they ran out of hot dogs. And, but anyway, I just want to uh, 
say that I had a great time in the game other than that. But go Pirates. All right, Dale. Dale. Thanks for the call, and please call back every week. I I like that call. It was like Dale's personal day and how it went. He had a good time. Yeah. Took it way too long at the concession stand to ran get a out hot, hot dog. Dogs. And they ran out of hot dogs. Get a drink. They ran out of hot that's dogs. That's right. That's right. Still had a good time. I there like you, you know what? Had, hey, that's positivity all around right there. You know what? I'm just hoping that that positivity for Pirate Nation stays throughout the year because, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to need it if they're not going to get these wins. Because yeah. like like we'd mentioned earlier, you got to get wins to keep uh, fans in the stands to be able to keep running out of hot dogs. Dale, uh, let's do a new segment every home game. Call in and tell us about Dale's day. Dale's day. That's awesome. Dale's day right here on the fifth quarter. I like it. Dale's weather day. was nice. Yeah. Great weather. Can we Can we do like... Had a, a lovely drive-in. I love my view from my seat. Can we do like a Wayne's World? Dale's like a, day. Dale's day. Dale's, Dale's day. day. Excellent. Party time. Great day. It's Dale's day. Ran out of hot dogs. <laughs> long, long lines. Long, long lines. Line. Uh, all right, Kevin is up next in Greenville. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Hey. Yo. Hey. hey. It's it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. This I'm a I'm a first time caller. I'm actually from Burlington. Um, I've been a lifelong pirate, um, and I have a little bit of a different take on the Holt Nailers thing. There was a story, and I've looked for it. Uh, I read it about a month ago, and it was either on ESPN or CBS Sports or one of those major news outlets, and they said that Holt Nailers was like the greatest kept secret in college football. Okay? I think part of the reason why he is not running the ball and not doing things like he used to do is not because he's hurt. He's been reading his own hype. And his daddy also is the PA guy, and he's a local hometown product. And he's trying to showcase talents for, like, the next level. And sometimes, and he's done this his entire career, he thinks his arm is so much stronger that he can throw into triple coverage and and he thinks he can thread that needle kind of like uh, Patrick Mahomes does or kind of like, you know, whoever that's on the NFL level. And rather than make the smart decision and just kind of, I don't know, protect the football and do what needs to be done, um, I think he's just trying too hard. And I was wondering what your thoughts on that was i don't know i mean you're doing quite a bit of speculating there um i I tell you what if he is trying to show off his talents for the next level going 11 of 24 for 77 yards and two interceptions is not doing i i think he's trying to play winning football i you know I, i can't get into his mind to to try to know what he's thinking while he's on the field or making throws but 
I don't know. I think he's just trying to win games and, and do the best he can, but I don't know. That's my opinion. Well, one of the things I took out of that, too, is it has nothing to do with his daddy. His daddy is the PA announcer at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Let me make this very clear. His daddy is not a booster that's giving three, four million dollars a year to East Carolina University that has a voice to say, if you don't start my son at quarterback, I'm going to take away my three million. He's the PA announcer. Come on. It, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's a good story. It really is. It's a By the great way, as somebody who's done PA and who I, does some, you, yeah. uh, it's, are it's, you going to, is your it's son? It's not a real high paying gig. It is not. That, that's what I'm getting at. That's my point. Hold, I mean, uh, Morgan Ehlers is not making three, four million dollars. He doesn't have that kind of, I love you, Morgan. But you know, he and Morgan will be the first one to tell you. I don't have that much pull at East Carolina, where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna demand my son be the starting quarterback. So that has nothing to do with it. I think that's just part of the story. That's it's a, it's part of the nice story that you know a father is is able to see his son play, and while he's doing his job and his son is doing his job, that's just a good story. Has nothing to do with him still being a quarterback at all. And I have a secondary question. Okay, um, given the fact that the transfer transfer portal did not used to exist. Right. Um, I have some guys that I tailgate with, and we were talking about this post-game, where they said um, one of my guy's brothers coaches down in the Myrtle Beach High School that Garcia came from. And he said that Garcia was by far the most talented kid he had seen. He was the highest-rated quarterback ECU's ever gotten in as a recruit. Exactly. Yes. yes. Well, well, and and if you go look back but, at it, how many how many Division One offers offers Division One offers did Mason Garcia get? I think it was only four or five. He had. It wasn't. Uh, he wasn't that. I believe he had some grade issues that might be. So could have got him some more. So while he is one of the highest, you know, uh, recruits at East Carolina, this is not a four or five star blue chip athlete. So let's. Well, I, I, look, he was a highly rated quarterback, absolutely. but that doesn't. But, but that doesn't. Ha- we don't know what he's doing at practice right, right now. Right. Right. But my but my question to you guys is, I think Holton has one more game to kind of right the ship, so to speak, before you got to try and put Garcia in because if Garcia gets no playing time whatsoever, he's just going to transfer out. Well, that, that, Maybe that's that, a coach. That's going to that be a purely be a coach's decision. And that wasn't a question. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're going right, to get Kevin. a big dog run in right here right you quick. You know what I'm saying. Kevin, thank you, man. I just want to talk hey, to Kevin for a second. Karen, go pirate. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait. wait. wait big talk big dog wants to talk to you, Kevin. I want to talk to Kevin for a second. All right. Go ahead. Kevin, I want you to know that Mason Garcia is not in the game because he can't run the practice offense at full speed. If he can't run the practice offense at full speed, he can't go in the game and run the game offense at full speed. There are reasons that things are not happening. Think with your head. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's it. If he could run it, he'd be in there. So, that's it, Bubba. Thank you. Got you. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, big dog. Three one seven twelve fifty. That's a first. That's the first time this ever happened where I listened to big, somebody and just couldn't deal just, with it. Big dog just had to bark, didn't he? I well, just couldn't deal with it. He's been watching uh, AEW and seeing all the new wrestlers run in, and he had to do one of his own. So, yeah. There you go. All right, uh, Joey. Uh, Joey, hang on. Let's go to Jeff in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Cliff. Uh, I'd like to offer maybe three little quick uh, observations. Maybe with a subject line and a perspective. Um, number one, 
Parker needs to deliver the pregame locker room talk against Marshall next weekend. Okay, I'm with you there. They need to hit some pass. But anyway, he got me fired up there. Anyway, uh, number two, uh, South Carolina, uh, being from the SEC country, they, South Carolina may be the only team in the SEC that might lose to Vanderbilt this year. That's yeah, they're not a good team. You know, number three, uh, offensive play calling. Ninety percent of it, at least certainly in the last two weeks, has just come across from a far perspective as very timid and tentative, and that's kind of how it looks from afar. And I just that's just kind of a perspective that I see from 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 way off here. So, just want to throw that out there and kind of see what y'all think. All right, first two points I agree with. What was his last point uh, about the offense? Uh, just not getting it done. Not the the well, offensive I agree play with call. That too. Well, the offensive the offensive play calling and well, we keep going back to the word identity, right? Like, right, what right. are we? Right. What are we trying to do? Uh, Twelve carries between Harris and Mitchell in game one. Yeah. Uh, this time they ran the ball more. A, a caller recently just talked about the uh, the average, but. Um, the, the yards per carry and everything that that wasn't very good but had that one drive where Raji got going yeah, yeah. but that I, was, uh, I thought the running it. game was pretty effective today and obviously and this is you know this this is not a an earth-shattering statement but obviously if the passing game could have gotten going when Holt Naylor's only has 77 yards passing when you only have what 150 whatever it is yards passing and 75 were on the very first play of the game by a wide receiver obviously if the the passing game had gotten going a little bit better it'd have been a whole different deal so i think the running game uh, actually looked pretty decent today all right uh jeff anything else man he gone. Just gone. He gone. Not a good day in Knoxville either, as the uh, oh, yeah. Volunteers lost to Pitt today. I saw that. All right, Jay's up next in Greenville. Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. Uh, I, first, I want to say I appreciate y'all having this forum, uh, fifth quarter call-in show. I think it gives the uh, lunatic fringe out here a, a good way to voice our uh, unhappiness. And, uh, you know, you used to be able to call in and talk to Coach Logan on Sunday night. And, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all remember those days, but. Oh, oh yeah. And as soon as you said lunatic fringe, I knew exactly what you were going with because that was that was a, a bur- buzzword phrase by Coach Logan. He used to always love to call the lunatic fringe out. So, yeah, I, I knew where that was coming from. No doubt. And, you know, uh, you can't get an honest question in to the coaches call-in show anymore. And I guess that happened somewhere around uh, probably rough or maybe even before that. But, uh you know, they cut everybody off, and now it's a bunch of uh, softballs. Everybody throws up and lay up. So you really kind of uh, – it's up to the media at these press conferences to ask the tough questions. And uh, so, anyway. Um, but, look, I, you know, I know everybody's given – you know, hey, Holton, whether he's the guy, not the guy. Um, look, I sat over there at D.H. Conley. I supported this kid when he chose DCU. I was excited about it. Um, I still think he can get the job done. But uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, who, you know, it's, it's disappointing to watch uh, a guy that has known Holton forever, um, I, I think, do him a tremendous disservice. Uh, I mean, you look on Twitter right now, and it's Holton that's up there making comments saying, hey, taking ownership of this, you know, we got to do better, I got to do better. Um, I, you know, where's Donnie Kirkpatrick in saying all this? Because um, – uh, you, you know, right now we do have a QB situation. And whoever the previous – was it Kevin that just said Garcia is not ready? 
uh, he's right because, uh, I mean, I know somebody that uh, a former player that's uh, been to practices, and uh, he told me that a month ago, two months ago. Garcia is not ready, um, and he's having problems. But you know what? We got Stubblefield. We got other guys. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, Billy talking about earlier about Logan running the um, another quarterback out. Another caller uh, talked about um, where Logan committed to uh, the third series of each half. Right, right. To a backup. I mean, that all started when Marcus Crandall broke his leg in UCF, and we went we went 2-9. and nine. Well, and you know what? One of Logan's things is he always said after that happened, he said, I will not, ha- not be in a situation where I don't have a backup in, in place and ready to play, and that's a good way to look at it. And, and where are we at? Because, I mean, Holton got, after his long run today, he got slammed to the ground. Uh, I don't know if he was hurt on his shoulder or if his head hit the turf pretty hard. But uh, I wasn't sure he wasn't coming out. Well, let, let me say this about Holton, too, and I know this for a fact. I know the type of, of player that Holton is. Holton is a true competitor, and Holton's not going to let you know that he is is not good and not healthy or whatever. I watched that guy. I watched Holton Ailes, and I remember this very vividly at D.H. Conley, where his thumb was dislocated on his throwing hand and I was right beside him on the sideline when the doctor pulled his thumb back and relocated that thing and he went out there and played the rest of the game I think threw two or three more touchdown passes after that he's as tough as they're going to be so he's not going to take himself out at all so if that's a situation that's on on the coaches to kind of pull him out so I don't know how that you know we all saw the same thing that when after that run he did look like he winced a little bit so you know, we just don't. I, I can tell you though that he is a very tough kid, and he's not going to come out unless you make him. No doubt. And and you know the thing is, hey, look, South Carolina, if they had their start, their true starting quarterback today, I mean, totally different ball game. I mean, they're they're facing. They had their guy a little bit banged up. They weren't going to put him out there. Uh, what's his name? Doty. Doty. Yeah. So I mean, we we dealt with their backup all day. Uh, not even their backup, really. As a grad assistant. A grad assistant. So I mean. Um, everybody deals with these things, and um, I mean, it's it's a problem. I mean, the, the quarterbacks we have in the system right now are people that Donnie Kirkpatrick and Coach Houston and whoever else recruited. They're, they're guys we brought in. It's not like under Mo, where it's like, well, hey, he brought him in, and that's what I'm dealing with right now. I mean, it, that we we have quarterbacks that we brought in, and it's up to us to develop them and get them ready to go and play meaningful football. Uh, if they need to. And, you know, the fact that, uh, I mean, if, if somebody goes in the third series today in the second half and lays an egg, what difference would it make? The way we were throwing the football? Yeah. Uh, we weren't moving the ball. I mean, you're going to throw a pick six. I mean, Holton threw a pick six. I mean, it can't get worse. But, uh, and, and well, I'm scared to say that. But, you know. Yeah, don't ever say that. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I really think everything right now falls on of course coach houston he's at the top of the ship he's the captain but i really think we got the problem at offensive coordinator i don't think donnie kirkpatrick is a division one offensive coordinator i'd be curious to hear what y'all think about that i know he did good at jmu i know he came came down here and beat our butts you know so uh uh when when we had coach mo um but uh you know i just i just don't think He's calling plays, and we've heard everybody say it. And, uh, you know, when fans quit calling in, that means they quit caring. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, you, you know, but and we've kind of felt that. I feel like we're getting some positive momentum as far as fan interest and people caring, but yeah. you keep losing. That's going to dwindle uh, once again, Jay. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, because that only lasts for so long. And, you know, right now we've had the lines loaded pretty much the whole show. And what what time is it we right now? We did last week as well. Are we an yeah. hour or so into the show? Even oh, more? we're way. Yeah, we're Oh yeah, we're into we're into two hours now into the show, and we've been locked and loaded the entire time. And we've always said that. I've always said that you you would rather have, you know, pardon my language, but you'd rather have pissed off fans than apathy and fans that just don't care. Um, So yeah, but that's only going to last for so long. At some time, you got to right the ship. Do y'all y'all kind of fall in line with all that thinking though, as far as you know, time for Donnie K to kind of step up. I mean, Jay, we appreciate the call. It was a, a poo-poo platter of of things today with the passing, the drops, the play calling. I mean, you could literally blame any part of this offense today with the a seventy seven yard passing performance by mm-hmm. Ayler's two point nine average running the football, uh, all of the mistakes, the turnovers, like it and, and and it, I guess you you start at the top, right, with the coach. Absolutely, and and it, it goes it trickles down from if there. If you have so. a coach that doesn't take that uh, responsibility and and put it on himself and say it all starts with me, that's not the coach you want in place. So I mean, Mike Houston will be it should be the first one to say, hey, I take full responsibility for it. We've seen Holton do that. Holton continues to take responsibility for it, but at some point, yeah, like I said, I, it's things have got to change. It doesn't matter at, who takes responsibility you know, after a while, right? That's like that's like if if I. If if I tap you like that clip, oh, sorry, man. And I do it again, oh, sorry, man. That, that's on I, me. That's my Right, right, that's right. At some point, yeah. stop hitting me. Yeah. You know, it is just it, the sorries ain't going to get it. So, yeah, I, I understand. And that's the thing is is we're trying to get to a point where, you know, you're 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 not apologizing for for lack of whatever. You're winning ball games. All right, Jay. Thank you, man. 317-1250. We'll get another break in. Ethan, John. Alex, is that John and Will? Is that, come on, guys? Oh, it's a different one. Okay. Uh, 317-1250. We have an open line. You can jump in now on the Fixed NC Live line. More to go on the, uh, what a show are we doing? The U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We're back (laughs) after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Cliff Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, this game is just about over. Uh, Notre Dame has rallied to beat Toledo uh, 32-29. Penn State has a 24-6 lead over Ball State. In the third quarter, it's Cincinnati 21, Murray State 7. Texas A&M trails Colorado 7-3 in the third. Georgia cruising over UAB 42-0. Alabama also has a huge lead over Mercer 31-0 is that score. Iowa leads Iowa State 14-3 in the second. Clemson has a 28-0 lead over South Carolina State in the second. And Temple leads Akron 31-17. That's your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. The Buck is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Coast postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. The Buck! The Buck! 
Coming up tonight, a couple of games to keep an eye on. Weave, you said it a moment ago off the air. Really looking forward to the App State Miami game for multiple reasons. I'd love mm-hmm. uh, to pull for the underdog, go for an upset, but yep. kind of how good is App State? That's what I want to know. How bad is Miami after what happened to them against Bama last week? How good are they? That's what I want to know. We got. We want to know some stuff. I want to know. How good is NC State? I want to know. Shutting outside. This is a new segment called I Want to Know. I want to know. <laughs> Thank you, John Fogarty. Yeah. Uh, State, Mississippi State tonight. Have you ever seen the rain? Arkansas, oh, Texas coming up tonight as well. As Iowa State hits a big play right before oh. halftime. And he's down to the one with 12 seconds left. Iowa up 14 to three, but hey, Georgia 42 nothing over UAB right now in the third. Yikes! Three one seven twelve fifty. Joe, Ethan, John, hang on. Alex is up next in Greenville. Hey, Alex, did you hang on through the break? Nope. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> no nope. the roads. Nope. Three one seven twelve fifty. Let's go to John in Wilmington next. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? All right. Um, yeah, I don't think the problem necessarily is quarterback. I think it's play calling. Okay. Oh, I mean that 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 is a sentiment amongst a lot of people. Um, and, and like what like Clip said earlier, there's a lot of blame to go around for sure. Like, I think we got a stallion, a big guy that's athletic. We need to do the QB read more. I'm pretty sure if we go back to the tape and watch that, the defense ends, everybody collapses to the running back. If he pulls that ball seven times that game or plus he's off to the races not to the touchdown but you know he's off for first downs and then keep the chains moving because um what, what do you count for 34 yards out of 111 yeah yeah i mean he had that big run in the first half i thought a second could have been first but he had that big run and he got slammed he got slammed hard but he's if they did a qb read option now we got to worry about a running back, our quarterback, and the play action. That gives two extra options to defense to worry about. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good call. I, I wish we were doing this like during the offseason, during spring football, because right. it's just another hit on what are we as a team was about as an identity yeah. if we're like having to draw up a new offensive plan for this team to move the ball and get first downs. Like, I don't know if they. And maybe they can still change it dramatically in season, but I don't know, John. At this point, I don't know how how much you can change uh, with your offense. But look, Naturally, something's got to change. Well, I don't think it's that hard for him to learn. Yeah, right. Well, I don't yeah, think I, I don't think it's so much change in the offense. I think it's putting in more wrinkles, more things to get Holton more involved in the running game. I agree. Because yeah. Once he gets going, he gets going. And after he took that slam, he still completed the pass. He was out of bounds, unfortunately, but he completed it. Yeah. So, like, I think if they make the quarterback a dual threat, it's going to open up, open up the playbook a whole bunch more. All right, uh, John. I think the whole, whole one's the problem. I think it's the play calling. All right, John. Appreciate it, man. All right. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. There's John in Wilmington calling us on the Fixed NC live line. If you got damage from wood rot, damage from smoke or fire, damage caused by water, if you got damage, use a contractor that works for you, not your insurance company. Visit fixednc.com today. Call 999-0001. That's uh, three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. 
What if you have emotional damage from football? Does fixed NC call fixed Mike NC, Mullis. Can he restore, <laughs> renew, and maintain my confidence in my football team? I bet if we call him. Oh, go ahead, uh, Mike. Was that supposed to be funny? Thank you, Mike Mullis. <laughs> I bet if we call him and calls die awesome. down, he'll talk us off the list. Hey, I yeah, bet he could do it. I think he could. If you're punching out, uh, what is it, the guy replacing drywall last week, right? Right, right, Whatever. right. That's right, yeah. If you do that, call Mully. He'll help call you out. Call Mully. All right, Ethan is up in Chadburn. Chadburn? Chadburn. Chadburn. Hello, Ethan. Hello. Ethan. Ethan, are you there? Five, four, three, two, one. Joe is up. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going, fellas? All right. Hey, uh, so I just got a few things to say. One, when are we going to stop riding the hometown kid's nuts? He's terrible. I'm tired of it. He can't make a read past his first one. He what? Anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? Who's, are, are we riding? Who's riding Are nuts? we riding it? Everybody's. No, I'm not Not y'all in particular. I'm just talking about you go on HTC 247, you listen to Steven Igloo. He's all. <laughs> yeah, guy doesn't know what he's talking about, all right? All right number two, okay? Donnie Patrick fired yesterday, all right? We fired Houston's first defense coordinator. We need to fire the damn first offense coordinator. Number three, all right? Listen to me now. If you want to save some money, because I know we're floundering for money around. Right? Ain't no one showing up to a damn game playing as piss poor as we are. I mean, the damn head coach. I'll go out there, and I can coach a bunch of guys to run the ball twice and throw it on third down. That ain't freaking ingenuity. I know. Well, that's everybody on this postgame show can go out there and run this quarter, this yeah. this team. Everybody can. That's why they're calling in. You can hire a on Saturday from the soup kitchen to go out there. <laughs> what kind of language are you talking about? Well, look, about? Sally from the soup kitchen. I don't was, know, but I like the, it. Sally from the soup kitchen was in the concession <laughs> stand running out of hot dogs. And I got one more question for you. <laughs> you hadn't asked the question yet. I know. In the fourth quarter, with about 30 seconds left, when they shifted, and they shifted right, and they created about two more gaps on the right side of their offensive line, and we sat there with our thumb up our ass. What in the hell is our defensive coordinator thinking, oh, they created two more gaps? I think we're okay. We only got two guys over here to cover about seven damn gaps. I mean, what the hell are you thinking? Wait a minute, Joe. Are you are you getting are you getting on the the defense now? Well, Blake Harold's name is yeah. No, the defense played great. Don't, I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming because because the defense only gave up ten points. Now now I know no, no, seven. I'm blaming the coach. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me tell you where we get ten points from too, because seven points obviously was on the pick six, and then you give up a sixty-five yard kickoff return on special teams, which set up an easy field goal after a three and out from there. So I, in my opinion, the defense only gave up ten points to an SEC team. I'm good with them. You're exactly you're exactly right. I'm not blaming the players. Okay, the players play great on defense. I am blaming the coach. You call a timeout with thirty seconds left, and we save it to ice the kicker inside the twenty yard line. Are you freaking kidding me? Damn, that's a damn extra point at that point. Look, they shifted two guys to the right. They created two more gaps on the right side of the field, and I coached football. Look, I'd have called a damn time. I'd be like, hey, guys, we're not going to put two players to cover seven damn gaps. We're going to shift right when they do. And you know what our defensive coordinator did? said, well, dang all too, Jesus. I think we're a bunch of freaking dumbasses. <laughs> Joe, I got a question for you. We got a tough schedule coming up, Joe. How are we going to go to Marshall win a football game when we can't win a game here at home? <laughs> <laughs> the 
Wait till Marshall gets a hold of us and whoops our damn ass. And then what are we doing against Charleston what? Southern? Ah. What are we giving up so many gaps on defense? What are we going to do when we play Charleston Southern? <laughs> Charleston Southern might whoop our ass, too. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Charleston Joe. Southern's going to kick our ass right in down in Ficklin Stadium. Joe, you made me smile, man. We're a five-star recruit about what? four times in a row. What? He's the only good player on their entire damn defense. We're going to run out of every place. We, we got to go, Joe. No. But that was, a, that was a great call, man. You gave us new life. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Holy wow. crap. Joe. And then, and then he threw Is there a, a doctor near Joe? He might need one. And then he, and he threw a Stephen Igloo in there. Igloo. Stephen Igloo. <laughs> don't know what the hell he don't know a damn thing. <laughs> oh, man. That got me fired up. That gave me a second wind. Joe. Man. I can tell he's a football coach. Yeah. I would hate to be on the wrong side of a you know misplay for him because i bet he was i mean his, let's be honest his team was probably zero and eight but damn if he didn't give good speeches <laughs> hey and they were all eight years old too but he got, he got the boys <laughs> we're gonna walk the gates and throw away the key how are we gonna lose to the winnable cowboys we can't even beat the winnable chief <laughs> all right monica is up next in greenville hello monica Wow, how do you follow? I was about to ask you the same thing. We should have taken a break. (laughs) Sorry, Monica. That's on us, Monica. To to have you follow that up, that's just not fair. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm going to do my best. Hey, first of all, let's bring about some perspective that nobody's talked about today. How freaking good does it feel just to be back in a damn stadium again, right? Amen, Monica. Amen. I said that. I was so hyped up before the game, I didn't know what to do. Okay, so let's just talk about that for a minute. We can run down everybody all we want, but let's just pause for a second on 9-11 and post-COVID and say, let's get back in the stadium. We were there today. Look, 40,000 people, that might have been a little bit of a generous number, but let's just applaud the fact that we were in the damn stands today. The Scotty Moe era, we couldn't get 400 freaking people in a stand, and we have 40,000, so hats off to Pirate Nation for that. So let's just bring some perspective there. All right, let's talk about number two. Let's talk football. You know, hats off to the defense today. They put us in a position all day long. They stopped on third down. We were on our feet watching our defense play with fire today. We haven't seen that since the freaking 90s. So keep it coming, defense. We just need the offense to pull it through. Do your job, offense. Um, you know what? Hats off to the fifth freaking quarter. You've been the best quarter for six years. If it wasn't for you guys, we might lose our crap. Amen again. I'm giving Monica two amens today. All right. So, um, okay, I found our identity, and I want you guys to comment on this. The identity of our football team is freaking rerun from what's happening. I can sit up in the stands and call down number one, down number two, down number three. It's like rerun, and I ask myself, what's happening every game? Can you comment on that? Who's making those calls? No wonder Holton's uninspired and not confident. All right, I, I do want to make a comment on, on your um, rerun and what's happening because I got that. Chandler, did you get that? No, 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 no. Did you really get that? Yet. You're just nodding your head. Do you know the reference she's making to rerun and what's happening? No. Yeah. No, because that was a 70s show called What's Happening. The star of the show was rerun. I got you, Monica. I heard you loud and clear. 
Listen, I'm gonna wear my Cloudy Clip got it. I Did got you? it. I don't know the show, but Billy, why are you bragging that you're old? Like it's <laughs> I don't understand. Because I just like to know something that Chandler doesn't know. Okay, <laughs> that's right. it. I'm 22 years old, man. <laughs> moving Look, on. Moving on. We're old and we love it. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that needs to be the bumper music coming in. First, hey, first down. Guess what Holton's gonna do? He's gonna hand off the ball, and we're gonna get stuffed up the middle. Check. Uh, that's very. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna do something different, and then third down. Guess what Holton's gonna do? He's gonna tuck and run. Maybe he clips off twenty twenty five yards. Maybe not. I don't know. Then we're gonna turn it over. It's a freaking rerun. And you know what I do? I put on my red rerun beret and I say, "What's happening?" <laughs> Monica wants to see more creative play calling. I, you know, I think backs. everybody does. I think everybody wants to see a little bit more creativity, a little bit more up tempo, and it is a little, you know. And I think Clip, you may have said this too. It just didn't seem like, or, or maybe Chandler said it. One of you guys had said it. Just doesn't seem like you're you're in a hurry to get anywhere. Yeah. You're just you're just kind of. Um, it's kind of a bogged down offense, and that's not what we're used to here at East Carolina. Let me just ask this question. I'm putting it on our coaching staff. We're not doing a, a, a quarterback any favors by saying, I don't have a backup. You're going to mess him up. Do your job. You need to be able to put a, a, a racked up quarterback out for a couple of, of sets to, to, to get his brain right. You're messing him up, man. Get yourself a backup quarterback. Do your job. And I'm going to remind everybody of this. I don't want to debate is holding good, not good. Hey, three years ago when he came in as a freshman, I remember us posting, texting, our future's bright, Holton, when he kicked Carolina's ass. He's not being put in a position to win a game. It's uninspired play calling. It's rerun. What's happening? I'm just going to sign off. Not a bad follow-up from the last guy, I'd say. Um, anyway. No, no, not I mean, a bad – no, was, no. Actually, that was a very good follow-up, Monica. You did an outstanding job. 40,000 needs to be 50,000 Pirate Nation. Whether he's good, not good, we're good, not good, we're pirates, and we don't let the ship go down. So let's do it, Pirate Nation. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, Thank you, Monica. Appreciate hey, I, it. I agree. And the biggest thing I got from Monica in that is I, I love what she said. Do your job. You know what? It doesn't matter. Stop. We don't want to hear any excuses. Um, well, you know, we're not being put in the, the right positions. It's coach's fault. It's this fault. It's that. Everybody do your job. And and that goes not just for football. That's in life. That's it in business. That's here at Pirate Radio. Chandler, you got to sit over there and do your job. Shirley's got to do her job answering the phones. We got to do our jobs up here because if we don't, we're not successful. That's the thing. Everybody's got to do their job. Coach Weaver is here. That's right. Do your job. Yes, Coach. Be responsible for your actions and do your job and you will be successful. Was it Bill Belichick that said do your job? I think it was Bill Weaver. uh, Bill (laughs) Bill Weaver. (laughs) Weaver, you should come in next week with a cutoff hoodie. Not everybody (laughs) is doing their job. Yeah, that is true. There was some jobs not being done. The defense, they did their job today. Uh, But you know what? It's defense, offense, and special teams. Uh, Tyler says when Monica said ass, all he could think about was Chandler's Jim Rome. I actually look at ass. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> More lady clones. <laughs> all right, let's get a break. Oh, what a show. Jeff, Anthony, Big Daddy, Charlie. We'll get to your calls when we return on the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Calling Show. Lady clones. More lady clones. <laughs> We're back with you after this. <laughs>
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Man. All right, we do have one vote for uh, Monica to be the new head coach. Okay. She absolutely crushed the call, says Luke Lang. Coach Monica. Coach Monica. Those last two calls, uh, this deep into Epic. the uh, for, uh, So I'm glad we show. didn't take a break and then go to Monica. Yeah, yeah. I we, think we it flowed right very call. well. Yeah. Um, we are deep into the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show, and guess what? Lines are locked and loaded. Jeff, Anthony, Big Daddy, hang on. Let's go to Charlie in Pittsburgh. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Cliff. Uh, hey, Billy. Uh, appreciate y'all taking my call. It's a nice guy, Charlie. He's a good caller, too. What's up, Charlie? <laughs> well, I was about to say, I usually try to uh, keep it positive on my calls, but yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot positive to say today. It was a, a frustrating game. I mean, it was nice to be back in the stadium. The weather was great. I had a great time tailgating with my family, and, you know, the defense really stepped up and showed some flashes of being good, but I, I just – it was frustrating, and one thing I don't—at least I, I don't know if it was mentioned in the first part of the show—I missed the first part getting back to the parking lot. But um, I don't know what was going on with the PA system in the stadium today. But I could not hear a word that Morgan said. I couldn't hear a word the referee said. Uh, I could not hear a word uh, of the 9/11 uh, tribute. Um, and and when they turned up the music loud for uh, different points, it sounded like a speaker was blown or something. Well, you didn't hear first down Pirates because they didn't get any first downs. Yeah, that was <laughs> sorry. That was uncalled for. That, that that was mean. Hey, but Charlie, you you said right at the at the top of your call that you didn't have a whole lot of positives, but then you said the weather was great and it was a nice fan. All that the defense played great. You had a lot of positives positive at the beginning fella. of that. Well, I'm about halfway through my call. Okay, okay. I will yeah. say, Charlie, uh, before you move on, that um, I have seen that complaint on social media. Billy, you were at the game. Did you well, notice anything? I I noticed what you're talking about with the uh, with some of the music and some of the stuff of the scoreboard, where it, at some points the speaker did sound like it kind of went out and then came back in but i was on the uh upper deck side and as far as i could hear morgan absolutely clear so i don't where you are it, i guess it just depends on where you are in the stadium but from what i heard it sounded okay and i could hear the 9-11 tribute and the intro video and all that stuff fine so what what side were you sitting on uh, I was in section five on the tower side. Um, okay, I'm not sure if it was where we were sitting. And it might have been because I was in section 19 on the, um, you know, down close to the field. Charlie, on... uh, Billy gets the nice seats. He doesn't sit with the commoners, <laughs> that so that's, that's probably what true. it is. That is not true. I was about on the 35 yard line somewhere around there, section 19. Uh, but it, it sounded fine on my side. I did hear a couple times where the audio dropped out just a little bit, but came right back. So I didn't have a whole lot of problem with it. Well, I would just suggest somebody from the university see how that sounds. Well, first, I think first home definitely, games. I mean, we were yeah. looking at each other after every play going, what did he say? What did the ref say? I mean, we, we were having trouble hearing over With there. all the complaints I've seen online, Charlie, that's going to be something that's looked at and hopefully fixed. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what, there you go. Um, but, you know, I just – I uh, it was frustrating. I mean, this is a game that we could have won. And, um, you know, I, I don't – I'm not – Blaming a player um, or, or any player, um, and I, I just I mean because the buck stops with the coaching staff. But we got to get some fans. We got to get some guts, and that's come and that's in playing, and that's in play calling. Um, and I I just you know I have supported this coaching staff ever since they came to East Carolina, and even today I I really want to like them. Um, but I am I'm kind of getting to the show me stage where I, you know I need to see something. I need to see some noticeable improvement in this program, and um, we just we, the, the the worms got to turn. Um, 
it's it's frustrating watching this week after week. But, you know, I'm going to keep coming to the games. I'm going to keep pulling for the Pirates. Um, and I hope other people will, too, um, even though it's tough today. Uh, but I appreciate y'all taking my call. I'll hang up and listen. Thank y'all for everything you do at Pirate Radio. Uh, it's a nice uh, nice therapy session. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and if I, could, if I could make one request, uh, and this would really cheer me up, uh, could we hear that uh, Fernando Fry, uh, Jeff Charles, Rick Flair clip? <laughs> yes, absolutely, Charlie. Shirley, uh, Shirley will pull that up. That... Time. I'll play it 10,000 times this week, but uh, one more time I think would make me feel just a little bit better. We need a good laugh, and there's nothing funnier than a media scrum trying to interview Fernando Fry, and Jeff Charles is yelling in the background. Let's hear it, uh, Shirley. Fernando, when you guys rewatch the app game, kind of what were the, the big takeaways for the offense? Rick Flair! Uh-huh. I mean, I think we left a lot out there. Never gets old. What was the takeaway? Ric Flair. Woo! And That's the takeaway. Was the timing of it perfect? Perfect. I go into this igloo, into this question. <laughs> That's going to be his name And now. Fry started to answer it, and Jeff Charles starts wooing in the background. Awesome stuff. Thank you for <laughs> requesting that. We'll play that anytime it's requested, I promise. All right, uh, Big Daddy, I don't think that's his birth name, is up next in Greenville. Hello, Big. What's Mr. Up? Daddy. Thank you for taking my call, Billy and Cliff. I think you know, we're the only fan base that's probably ran two quarterbacks out of Greenville, and now there are NFL. one on NFL. In the NFL, you got one on the active roster and one on the practice squad, but we ran them off. We're trying to run this guy off. But the, the main thing is so that everybody wants Garcia to come in here, but the main problem is separation. Our wide receivers were on they were on they were glued to they couldn't get any separation. There's nobody to throw the ball to. The only one is in the slot when they threw it to Sneed. I think what we need to do is move CJ from the outside, move him more into the slot, let him go across the field, and let him use his size. Right now, CJ's on the outside having a fight with the cornerback that's playing man coverage, and he can't get off of him. And all he does is run down the field. CJ needs to get the ball kind of like they used to do in the slot and take it across the middle and let him. But, I mean, you can put Garcia in there. It's not going to make a difference. Holding's the man, and it's a team sport. You know, I was proud of the offensive line today. I mean, they've come a little little ways. They had two five-star recruits, and, you know, they held their own. Defense played incredible without, you know, you're starting nose tackle out. And, I mean, I think they have them down to, like, minus two yards rushing in the third quarter. But the key thing is separation. If we don't, if if there's nobody to throw to, you can't throw throw the ball. And you sit there and look at CJ Snead, and then then when you throw the ball, they drop it. You know. But I mean, there's you know, I could I sat there on the 50 yard line first row and watched CJ. I mean, them two were dancing the whole time, and they were more fighting going on than I mean, CJ's got to get across the middle somehow he's too far outside and yeah but I, but i think that goes back to coaching too those the coaches got to put them in the slot and draw up plays for that was, you know cj's just doing his job on the outside but i do agree cj's got such a big body he's a tall physical receiver and i think if he could get position inside and, and you know and have those 
I don't know if he's as much a possession receiver. That's what Tyler Sneed is. Tyler Sneed is a slot guy, possession receiver, and is very good at that. Um, but I agree. I, I don't. I don't have a well, problem right now, with putting him in the he's slot. He's a non-factor. You got to find a way absolutely to get, him to get the, ball the ball in his, in his hands. hands because he's a big physical receiver. He can make guys miss. He can shed off a tackle and get an extra two or three yards. So I agree. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the slot as a big physical receiver and use him on quick slants. And and I saw Igloo today point out that they do have a talented corner that was on him today. Absolutely. They've and, got some NFL uh, yeah. talent on that defense but in South Carolina. It's Donnie's job. It's Holton's job to, to get him the ball. Yep. Even so. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because we think he had, could be a potential NFL guy. But this is true. Hasn't shown it uh, in quite a while. All right, Big Daddy. We might see you tomorrow. Hey, quick question. Yeah. Sitting there with Ocho, number eight, he gets one target, and he can't even get any separation. And I think if we speed it up a little bit, maybe on second down, just get on the line because they're looking on the sideline. If you call play, even if it's a running play, we got to speed up. We're, you know, it's it's one thing if you're downhill running and you're getting five yards of play, you do that. But if you don't have the advantage physically, if you can get them off, you know, not even lined up properly and do it quick, hey. We got to start doing. We got to change it up. Look, hey, Big Daddy, I know you watch a lot of football, not just ECU. It's kind of tough to watch ECU's offense aesthetically right now when you watch other games and how teams are moving, how they're up tempo. ECU's not very easy on the eyes to watch offensively the way they go about it. In Wisconsin, you know, it's yeah. And without the giant offensive lineman, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate everything. All right. you- the only negative I had today was in the third quarter. I wanted it a drink, and the line was two hours long, so I drove to Winnable and back and got my tea. And then back. <laughs> it, it, there was a lot of long lines at the uh, at, at the drink stands for sure. Well, y'all won the, the fifth quarter is perfect, but you know people need to understand that you know holding it is a team game, and if you don't have anybody to throw to, it's kind of hard to. All right. Thank you, man. There's uh, Big Daddy in Greenville. 317-1250. Let's go to Anthony next in Wilmington. Hey, Anthony. Anthony, did you hang on? Nope. All right, let's try Jeff in Hugo. Hey, Jeff. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? First of all, before we start talking about football, let's uh, gradual, uh, let's uh, talk about Mr. Weave over there. Yes, sir. I, I want to say... Uh, Man, for all uh, 20 plus years, we've seen you on TV doing sports and everything. Proud of you. Done a great job. And uh, to your future endeavors, I hope uh, everything goes well with you. All right. Enough kissing ass on the weed. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Because I, I got to respond to that, of course, because this is a prime opportunity for me to advertise here. Thank you so much for watching. And, and for me to be successful in my future endeavors means that you got to come to Brown and Wood and buy a car from me. Yeah. If I. Uh, ECU- <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how I did that? I like what he said, too. If ECU would win, he's betting on him, right, Jeff? Hey, I tell win. you what. I tell you what. We That's what we need to do. All you people that are calling in when we start winning you need to come and, and spread some of the love and come down to brown and wood yeah there you go or go down to the beach and eat your damn breakfast <laughs> hey if you come by a car i'll treat you to breakfast oh i bet you will <laughs> all right enough of this crap <laughs> jeff get on with your call kissing his ass yeah enough of that Real football um yeah um look man i mean we we played a team that's been a good damn team, top 10, top 15 for years. 
I think we've done decent, you know, considering, you know, everybody's blaming Holton, you know, he's got the big target on his back and everything. But, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. I mean, we just got to tighten it up. We got to protect him more. And the defense has got to make some damn tackles. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is what it is. It's football. I mean, down to the last second, you know. It is what it is, you know. I don't have no complaints. It was a, you know, decent game, and let's go on to the next game. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But you know what? The defense did play much better. So there, I didn't see a whole lot of missed tackles today on defense. Definitely, most definitely. Yep. But uh, anyway, y'all look good on Facebook. Uh, Except for that, uh, what is it, Redskins hat? Hey, hey, hey! So, now it's a uh, Ron Rivera hat. Yeah, it is a Ron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> my, my bad. It <laughs> needs to be a blue, uh, blue star. Oh no, no, no! Wait, are they no. at the bottom of the league? Standing? Yeah, didn't they just lose? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <thanks. laughs> See you, Jeff. Thanks for the call, man. That was fun. And uh, Billy, I, I second what he said. It's awesome to have you here thank with you, me. Thank you. Thank you. On it the is. fifth quarter, I'm kind of glad. Selfishly, you're not doing your old job, I, so you can hang out with let, me. On let me tell you what that that is the good part. Hey, I love what I I did. I I, I loved every minute of WITN and when I was there. But here, being able to do some of the things that I never was able to do. I mean, just case in point, like I was talking about Free Boot Friday. Now, I've never gone to a Free Boot Friday because on Friday high night, school, yeah. I was high school busy doing stuff. And, you know, today was the first day I ever wore flip-flops to an ECU football game. I loved it. So there are positives. All right, good deal. Uh, former Pirate Jerome Bacon says this offense reminds me of Todd Fitch when he was here. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, slow, methodical. The only difference is we had a, what, top – 25 nationally defense there that's right with yeah. cj with linville joseph and we could uh we could we could play the that style of football the main no the main before was prior. That. that's right that's right i'm thinking of the cj linville cj Rawls, Linville, J- that's it scotty yeah. robinson yeah, Scott, yeah that, that was good defense all right good let's defense. get another break in sammy hang on uh this is our last time out so last call for your calls 317-1250 sammy will and we got cameron who's calling from the concession stand lines, he says. Oh, wow. Cameron, wow. Uh, that's, that's from fun. what I heard, there's still 10, 12 people left over there in line. Uh, according to Dale, they ran out of hot dogs, so I hope you don't want a hot dog. <laughs> All right, 317-1250. Hey, Chandler said there's some frozen ones back in the back. <laughs> that's true. We still have some Warren's hot dogs left over from earlier. They were awesome. All right, uh, more of your calls. Uh, last call for your calls. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio Scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's take one last look at your scoreboard. Uh, Penn State now has a comfortable lead in the fourth quarter over Ball State, 37-2-6. It is Murray State trailing Cincinnati, 42-7 42-7 in the fourth quarter is Temple, 38, Akron, 17. Texas A&M still trailing Colorado, 7-3 in the fourth quarter. Number two, Georgia has a 56-0 lead over UAB. And number one, Alabama has a 45-13 lead over uh, Mercer in the fourth quarter. Iowa has a 14-10 lead over Iowa State 
in the third. That is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. See ya at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. It's been a long one. It's been a long day. We got here about 7.45 for the 8 o'clock Bud Light pregame tailgate, and we're going on uh, 6.45-ish here. Uh, Leonard says, please give a shout-out to John Young. Incredible job today. We have talked about the East Carolina punter who has had back-to-back good games, and a caller called in and shouted him out earlier. We were look, He was great last week. We were kind of tongue-in-cheek that, hey, he's the player of the game against App State, all that. Today, he really did a great job, ECU's offense ineffective, of keeping uh, South Carolina backed up, not letting them have great field position, and yeah. let ECU's defense go to work. He so. did have one tough punt, and I can't remember. I was in the stands. I didn't get to see a video replay of it and didn't know if it was tipped. I thought it might have been tipped at the line or somewhere or tipped, um, but it had a terrific roll where it rolled down near the 10-yard the line. So overall, he had a great oh, day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember? it out, yeah. So it, and I didn't, bounce. Like, like I said, I didn't see um, the replay on it, but I thought it might have gotten tipped. I don't know. Um, but that was the only that was the only time I saw that he didn't have a great punt. But it was a it wasn't a great punt, but a great result. Yeah, and those are the ones you love. Uh, real quick, Malcolm, Cameron, Will, Sammy, hang on. Jeffrey says, uh, Billy, damn, forgot to ask you about watching Ultimate Surfer at Kelly's Surf Ranch. Kelly Slater, Jesse yeah. Palmer is the host. Yeah, do you watch that? I or? don't watch it. I yeah. haven't watched it because I'm not into reality shows. I love surfing. I love the Surf Ranch. Kelly Slater is one of my all-time favorite guys, multiple-time world champion, probably the the goat of surfing. He's the Michael Jordan of surfing. Love him, but it's set up like like Survivor, and, kind of, and I'm not into those oh, kind of like shows. Oh, they like to eliminate a guy. Yeah, I they, actually might they do. Watch they, it then. they do these interviews where they're talking about each other, and they're yeah. you know, ah. It's not my thing. I'd rather just watch the surfing. All right. There you go. So there you go. All right. Uh, Sammy is up in Winterville. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Clip. How are we doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, well, I can honestly say in all my years, this is the most sober I've been when calling in, thanks to the uh, concessions tonight at, at the game. Now, see, that is a travesty right there. That is a travesty. If you can't get water and you can't get a Pepsi, that's that's you know you can deal with that. If you can't get a cold beer, there's that's that's something we got to deal with. Well, my kids are malnourished. They're uh, <laughs> they're living off M and M's and Skittles right now. So so those are the ones that were in uh, mom's purse that she brought in and and didn't get scanned by the security. They got, she snuck them in the stands. Now, we were able to get some of the last candies available. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I've heard uh, that today was not the best day. In fact, uh, you might be hearing more from this at uh, 5 o'clock on Monday when Troy is here. He was not impressed with uh, how the stadium was run today either. So we, we were late into the game. We walked in about midway through the first quarter, and one of my best friends was, like, walking out. And uh, I was like, whoa, buddy, where are you going? And he, and he proceeded to show me pictures of the lines within the stadium. And I was like, ah, I'll be all right. But anyway, you know, like a beer and two, you know, M&Ms later. I mean, I was prepared to spend at least 200 bucks a day. And I got out for 36 bucks. 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. good for you, bad for for ECU. So. Right. Yeah. One one thing I did notice today, because I had asked my daughter about this, I didn't see anybody coming up in the stands with the, you know, the we got gold Bud Light. You know, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the give you the Bud Lights or the Pepsi or whatever. I didn't see anybody in the stands with drinks. I think I got one point, but it just you know it didn't work out. So you did see. A, I don't have anything to add. You know, I would just say that it's just it's it's not good right now. Like bless Holden's heart. I just I feel like. He's such a good kid, and he's a great athlete, and I really feel like his his abilities will be better utilized at another position. And Kirkpatrick, you know, I, I just I feel like the offense lacks a little bit of imagination, um, quite a bit predictable. But you know, it. Other than that, like I, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we uh, I would say the vibe in the stadium was like we're we're ready to go, like we're we're ready for a winner, like we're. We're ready for that play to, to get us going again, and today it just it just didn't happen. And um, anyway, I don't know who to blame for the concessions. Obviously, somebody needs to answer for that. I mean, we should have anticipated that kind of crowd for a while now. Um, but as far as the product on the field, um, you know, I I hate it for Holden and and his, and his dad and all that. I get the connection, and then it just it's not happening. It's just not. Uh, but but uh, having said that, I don't know if there's a better option behind them. I, I really don't. I mean, just watching the guys throw on the sideline, I was, you know, I mean, Stubblefield looks interesting, but I, I didn't know who he was before today. But yeah. I um, appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, Joe Pirates, I'm going to try to get my kids some food. Hey, that, that that's, a, that's the comment I wanted to make. I could hear your kids in the background. Have you only fed them M&Ms today? Because that's what happens. <laughs> Having having two kids of my own that are grown right now, I learned a long time ago that when you only give them M and M's, they it, it's really hard to get them to calm down. It, you know, we we had to stop and and get and get them some food on the way home. I mean, things weren't weren't real good. You know, <laughs> explaining to them why there wasn't some kind of substance available to them during the game, but yeah, you know, we. We 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 go on. All right, hey, Sammy. Look, there uh, there wasn't a whole lot of substance offensively either, so yeah, we get true. it. Appreciate you guys. Good luck to your mile high D in Denver tomorrow. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Will in Wilmington. Hello, Will. Hey, Clip. How you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Before we get to the Pirates football and how hurt I am today. I'd I, I, today is a, 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 a day that we need to all look at introspection. Put your heads down. We, uh, we we just need to take a moment and remember the fallen. That this is a day where where, where football just kind of as important as it is in all of our lives. It's not the most important thing. I mean, we all love the Pirates, and we're all hurt today. But I, I just felt like I need to call in and say that. And 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 then I need to get on to Donnie. This offense, this Don, uh, Donnie is not doing well on this offense. There's a reason why he's been at so many stops. I mean, at 61 years of age, hit game is clearly past him. And we got up two scores, and, and, and then they, he played scared. The team came out hot. We were ready to go. I mean, they, they, we had the cocks. We had them game cocks. We had them on the ropes. I mean, that's not Pirates football. That's not the Pirates football I know, not the Pirates football I love. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel, Clip, but I, I feel like we came out in that second half after that pick six right before the half, and, and we played scared. We play scared, and that's not how pirates play. And I'm sorry, this first time, long time, but but I'm I'm heated up right now. We had the cocks, we had them on the rope, and it, 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 it and I'm sorry, 
But like on this day, we're we're, we're like I said, football's not the most important thing. I'm fired up because kids, they were out there. They're fired up. I've heard all these people. We ran out of beer up there. What do you do when you run out of beer? The juice, the juice just fell out of the crowd. We had that juice. We had that juice. And, and I, I really blame it on the administration, the president, the athletic director. Hell, I'll even blame Mike Houston. I mean, I mean, it's not his job to get the beer, but I mean, I mean, beer. I'll bring my cash. I'll buy the beer. Me and my friends, we come up. They were long time, long time supporters. We're, we're big pirate fans. I mean, we're paying good money to be in there, and we're willing to play good money to drink ice cold beer. And you know what? In the words of one of my favorite country music singers, Luke Combs, "Ice cold beer never broke my heart." But but I, I'm going to stop here because I'm heated, and I'm going to say something that's going to get you guys a fine, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> one last thing. God bless President Trump. Thank you. <laughs> All right. There's Will. Ice cold beer never broke my heart. He uh, had a lot like to say. diamond he, rings and football teams. I'm not boy apart. That's right. Uh, did he have an audience in the background? It sounded like someone was like, absolutely. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Will, you tell them, right out of here. Amen. You tell them. That's right. All if right. you're going to have a bad football team, I want to be drunk, dang it. <laughs> and uh, he even put it on Mike Houston while they didn't have enough beer up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Cameron, who is, says he is at, in the concession stand line. Hello, Cameron. <laughs> Cliff, what's up, man? What's up, man? I heard they ran out of hot dogs. You couldn't get a beer. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, I came down here at halftime to get me a you know a Bud Light seltzer, a hot dog, and a pizza, and I, I just left about five minutes ago. What happened in the second half? I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know, man. So, well, Tyler Sneed scored a touchdown, and 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 uh, ECU avoided an upset at home, and they won. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Guy missed yeah. a field goal. Guy missed a field. Yeah, senior kicker missed a field goal at the uh, the end of the game. All right, that would that would be awesome. But no, I'm impressed with the defense. We should have won that game, and that's why it makes me so mad. If we had a competent offense and a, just a little bit more competent quarterback play, we should have won that game. That that interception for a pick six was brutal. I guess Holton's been talking to Cliff Godwin because he threw a 185-mile-hour fastball to running back two feet away from him, and it bobbled. Uh, listen, it's just Holton is talented, but I feel like his abilities are being used the wrong way with this offense. I think the play calling doesn't fit his style. That's just my opinion, and you know it's not working for him right now. But I trust his coaches, and I don't think there's a better option as a backup. But I will say this: we're we are missing one crucial thing, guys. Everybody's talking about well, Holton doesn't have a backup. I'm telling you right now, Tyler Sneed, QB number one next week versus Marshall. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't. Oh dear. I don't hate that as a as a as a backup option because let me tell you what Tyler Sneed so showed me something with that arm today because he aired one out that I didn't know if. Uh, Hatfield was going to get under. Has he thrown an incomplete pass at his time at ECU? That's a good question. Who, Sneed? Like three trick plays with the hand. Well, well, when you're running trick plays, there's pretty good uh, pretty good chance, odds on, of completing a pass. Tom but. McClellan did uh, have a tweet regarding uh, Tyler Sneed earlier today. Tyler Sneed's last two passes, uh, 75-yarder to Hatfield today, and before that, a 35-yarder to Blake Prohl last year. That's so, right, yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's hit on his last two. two, two. Anyway. He's, he's batting 1,000. I have one last question. One thing I'll say for for both of y'all. It's just a question: is is next week's game versus Marshall? 
I feel like this may be the most important game in Mike Houston's career. At well, well, this I week feel was like too. We're, we're on number three. Yeah, of that, though, yeah. Cameron. I mean, it, we keep losing our most important games. Unfortunately, we and we kick it the can down the road a week. If you lose that, if you lose the game next week, we zero and three. You're going to have about fifteen thousand people come up to the game. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which is why I thought today was most important because I think if you won today in front of a home crowd, lost at Marshall next week, you'd still have some people show up. To Charleston Southern, you win that one, people You're be excited two. about Tulane. But losing this one today, I think kind of uh, – if you win next week, yeah, I guess people will be more on board. But I think this one might have been more important than, than even next week. Yeah, it, it's sad to see. And as a student who graduated in May, it, sitting in the student section today, you know, the fans all knew. All the students were like, oh, here we go. We're going to lose this game. And they went after it was tied and, and South Carolina got the ball back. That's just how we are as a program right now. It's sad. Six years of this, the students – they have no pride as much as they did in the past. It's sad to see. Well, Cameron, we t- I talked to Cameron on because uh, he's been calling in a while, and he's a, a younger pirate, a uh, young adult, and I told him, man, it sucks that he and this generation yeah, has gone through a, a bad football. We were talking specifically fifth quarters. Like, we used to have a lot of fun on the fifth quarter. It used to be parties. Wait a minute, wait, wait we're not having fun? Well, we're having fun, but it could be a At lot more fun. At the expense of a loss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cameron and that generation has been through a lot of depressing fifth quarters, and uh, it's yeah. got to turn around at some point, hopefully. Exactly. Thank you all for all y'all do, and I'll be calling in next week, hopefully after a win against Boston. We all hope right. so. Thanks, man. There's uh, Cameron in the concession stand. <laughs> all right, let's go to Malcolm in Wilmington. Hey, Malcolm. Hey. Just wanted to say this is the best fifth quarter show ever. The uh, callers are on point today. We have had some great callers, very entertaining, and uh, we appreciate them all. I think it had something to do with the hosts. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's need some more love. Billy's gotten uh, quite a bit of the love on the call today. I just wanted to uh, make a comment on uh, Demetrius Mooney's coverages on the special teams. He's flying down the field making plays for him to set aside his ego uh, from being a starting running back, leading the team in rushing, to now uh, making plays on special teams. You know, hats off to that young man. That's a uh, good call, Malcolm. That's something we have not heard. Yeah, that is a good up. call. So good call this late into the show. And you know what? Shame on me. I, I I said before the season, he seems like the perfect guy if he's going to go on defense to to be a special teams demon with his speed and with the way he wants to hit people. We kept hearing yeah. about him. Yeah. And uh, I have not seen him on the field, really, and, and haven't been paying attention. But I'm glad you brought that up. It's something I'll pay attention to moving forward. Yeah, it, it's become a go-to moment for me in watching him. Just one uh, question. Do we know how injured Morris is from the D-line? And I didn't see Noah Henderson on the O-line today. Any information on those guys? Uh, No on Noah Henderson. I know Morris was uh, banged up at practice this week. Um, Let's see. And I didn't know if he was going to be able to play or not, but he was suited up. But Sprained ankle, I think it was. He was in in a walking boot. Yeah, um, that was uh, that was Morris that was, this week. That's I'm what I'm talking about. Not that, sure about Henderson. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was talking about. Morris. No, he was talking about both. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, no update on that. But we'll uh, maybe Mike Houston was asked about a post game. I don't know. I hadn't heard the post game yet. <laughs> all right, all right, Cliff. Thank all right. you guys. All right. Bye. There's Malcolm in Wilmington. All right, we made it through the calls, Billy Weaver. Let's get our Brown and Wood drive of the game. Brought to you by. Brown and Wood. Brown and Wood. Serving wanna... the Pirate Nation. That's right. In Eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. 
How old are you? Have you been there all 80? Oh, no, no. I've been there one week. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, but I feel I, I'm a part of the 80-year-old family. There you go. Brown and Wood, four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal that you leave a happy customer every time. Brown and Wood, Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Online, brownandwoodauto.com. We can go a couple of ways with this one, Weave. Do you want the quick strike touchdown, the one I, play? I think so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's that the drive the of the game. The best drive, but unfortunately it ended in a – well, you had the Aylers touchdown, but yeah, the one ended. where you had Rajay running and you felt like South Carolina was coming back. ECU had a good drive to get down the field, but it ended right. in a field goal right. rather than a touchdown. So you and know can what? you really call one play drive a drive? It's a, you just said the word drive. Well, but I well, I mean, technically, I guess it is. But that's like that's like saying, can you have a streak? Are you on a one game winning streak? Right. Which is why you have to have two games to have a streak. So a better, drive, you have to have more than one play, right? The better drive was the one that uh, they went on there where Rajay got cooking. Yeah. But the they did it it in with a field goal. I'll yeah. take a one play drive if I can get it. Okay. Any day. Of the well, week. then we'll go with that. Uh, either way, hey, uh, it's 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 like our cars at uh, as at, at Brown and Wood. They're fast. We got we got a Corvette over there. I got for sale. You guys interested in the Corvette 2015 Stingray? Are you worried you about your love of cars now being exposed to even more vehicles that you could purchase? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> obviously. Well, you, you're a. Uh, you're... I, I've already driven a few cars over there, and and I've already fallen in love, and that's not a good. I mean, that's not a good thing. You still got that old truck? Yeah, I do got that old truck. As a matter of fact, uh, some customers came in, and we were talking about cars and trucks, and I showed them the old 66. Yeah, it's a beaut. It is a beaut. All right, uh, I guess that's it, folks. Uh, I tell you what, this was a total bummer. I had the Pirates winning this game. I did, too. I thought the Pirates were going to win this game. They did not. Uh, But you know what? Your calls, hopefully we helped you out, and I think you helped me out uh, with your calls today. It was really fun. And uh, frustrating as well to go through all this. But uh, we do it every week, win or lose. So far, it's been all lose in 2021. Hopefully, the Pirates can turn that around next Saturday when they take on former Conference USA foe Marshall. That is a 6 o'clock kickoff, so we'll be with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Weave and the crew will be with you uh, after the game uh, around 9, 30, 10 o'clock or so on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Shirley, great job all day today. Chandler Honeycutt, same goes to you. Big Dog, Pirate Radio crew, all our callers, thanks to Tiebreakers uh, for the great post-game food. Thanks to you uh, for tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Pirate Radio, wherever you tune in today. We've enjoyed it, man. Always. Go Washington football team. Yes, yes. Good luck to your Panthers, Chandler. We need, we need some love. Good luck to your Dolphins, Shirley Rhodes. Keep pounding, baby. Everybody have a great uh, NFL Sunday. We'll be back with you Monday on uh, Pirate Radio Live coming up at 3 o'clock, and we'll see you next Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.